Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Boys back in town. Boys back in town. Hey, I'm Mark. Uh, wow, I didn't know that we were actually going to start a singing <laughs> group. But... Just expanding the different talents I have, you know, I think I can really kind of take American Idol by storm. It, wow, yeah. American Idol. <laughs> I might be like 10 years behind on my references, <laughs> but whatever. Hey, joining us today on Lorehammer, we've got two of our favorite people. We've Absolutely. Got... One of us who, one of one of the guests was one of us. <laughs> That but was... which one? <laughs> well, it wasn't you, Chris. So I'll say that right now. We have Jordan joining us. Hello. I have returned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the best episode ever. Mm-hmm. Just... Some, for the most important episode yeah. ever. Number 99. And you can finally one. learn why we even got you into 40K in the first place. You can finally <laughs> learn about the Emperor. It was because we thought you were this guy, <laughs> We came to talk to you about you. That was the whole point. You know, you just haven't realized it yet, yeah. but you are. You haven't stepped into your role. But one day, we'll one be day. there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You'll be fully realized as the Emperor of Mankind. Fully actualized. Mark was just the steward of the cult. <laughs> <laughs> he was grooming it for you. I'm Malkador. You were Malkador. <laughs> the whole time. What does that make me? A uh, servitor, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's about as good as I can expect, probably. So, uh, We also got Christian joining us today. Um, Christopherson, hello. It is a pleasure. For the last time, unfortunately. <laughs> this this is your very last time. For real, this time. On Lorehammer, yeah. We'll never see you again, ever. Yeah. It's not my last time with you. It's your last time with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, now I feel left. Yeah, yeah, I don't son like of a that. bitch. <laughs> Wait, come back. <laughs> okay. Uh, well... Before we get into our episode, we're going to just do some quick housekeeping. Uh, if you uh, like Lorehammer and you want to support us, you can go to Patreon. You can give us a buck. You could also, like, PayPal us, like, a fucking 25 bucks if you really want. Or 6000 oh, your choice. Yeah, like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to tell you how much to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Or, or Bitcoin. I'll give you my uh, Bitcoin wallet so yeah. you guys can send all your yeah. Lorehammer Bitcoin to me. <laughs> yeah. I'll get it to them. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. yeah, okay. That seems legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you do uh, join our Patreon, if you want to support us, we actually have some cool things going on in our Discord right now yeah. uh, where we're doing like a, a year-long Armies on Parade thing. And if you participate with us for each month, we are going to send you a cool pin yeah. for participating in that month's challenge. Um, and so by the end of the year, you should have a painted army and a whole stack of Lorehammer pins. Yeah. Which would be pretty cool. And you can make one wish. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you ever heard of the Dragon Balls? <laughs> it's not like that because these wishes don't work. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. But similar concepts. Right, right, right. Very similar. You do it. You collect them all and you make the wish. Yeah. These wishes just don't work. <laughs> yeah. So... Good for you. Yeah. So come join our Discord where you can collect these <laughs> wonderful <laughs> pins. <laughs> um, also, uh, if you haven't heard, I have another podcast. I do a podcast with my girlfriend. It's called Pillow Talk with Mark and B. So, hey, if you like listening to me, but your girlfriend hates listening to Lorehammer, listen to Pillow Talk with Mark and B, where you can still listen to me, but your girlfriend can listen to B. It's just a nice, simple podcast with girlfriend. We talk about relationships. We talk about lost love. We talk about whatever. Come join us. It's nice. I've heard that you're going to be talking about um, golden showers on that show at some point. I, I've heard that was an. In- I'm yep. a little curious. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be the sex episode. If you ever want to know what I get up to in the bedroom, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come check out I am that curious. one. Yeah. How into your nipples? How how much do you like your nipples touched? Because when I've touched them before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it felt like you they know, quiver for sure. You weren't really, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were nervous. Yeah, people and they don't know what to think yeah. of the quivering. But yeah, no, they like it. Okay. They like it. All right. <laughs> so come listen to Pillow Talk <laughs> with Mark and B. 
have all your deep air questions Ooh. answered. <laughs> uh, we got one more shout out here. Uh, you boys. Yeah. We, uh, we do a side podcast uh, called Star Wars uh, where we talk about Star Wars. Yeah. So The lore of Star Wars. Yeah. And I believe you guys have a little uh, clip for us, a little promo. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's listen to that right now. Hey folks, this is Jordan with the Star Lores podcast, the number one Star Wars podcast on the Holonet. On Star Lores, we cover the deep history and lore of the Star Wars Legends universe. What is Star Wars Legends? I'm glad you asked. Legends contains all of the stories, mythos, and characters of Star Wars prior to the Disney acquisition of the property. We also feature in-depth discussions, movie and book reviews, and so much more. You can find us on any podcasting app or search for us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Google. Simply type in the Star Lores podcast in the search bar. Make sure to give us a follow and send us a message. May the force be with you. Well, hot diggity dog, if that doesn't make you want to listen to Star Lords, I don't know yeah. what will. Oh, my God. The, the one cool thing about Star Lords, I'll say before we move on, is you guys produce all the episodes. You put sounds in. You actually write scripts as opposed yeah. to whatever the fuck we are doing here. <laughs> um, Not good, that's yeah. for sure. No, no. So that trailer, you know, it's I like think the, it's word the is same quality. <laughs> I've like never put, tried What that. is the effort? <laughs> yeah, it's a secret ingredient. Yeah, it's fun. Join us. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, I think we should really just get right into the meat of the episode. An yeah. episode that we swore we would never do. Um, yeah. I swear a lot of vows that I don't keep, though. <laughs> I was married once, so it's like, <laughs> you know, what is words at the end of the day? <laughs> but yeah, today we're talking about the Emperor. <laughs> Fuck, what are words? Now I'm mind-tripped out. God damn. <sighs> Yeah, it's going to be a crazy episode. Before we get into it, I'm going to say a couple things, though, about the Emperor. Um, a, you should worship him. You should. With you all your heart should. and all your soul and all yeah. your mind. And if you don't, like, that's fine, too. Just, you know. We're going to kill you. That's right. We'll yeah. find you. Yeah, it's yeah. just mild maiming will happen to you. That's right. Just mild. <laughs> Until yeah. you start worshiping. <laughs> but uh, the thing about the Emperor is we don't know some of his storyline yet so depending on when you're listening to this the siege of terror books might be out they might not be out and the whole death of the emperor we don't know how that happens yet we don't know yeah. all the intricacies but we will within the next couple years i'm sure but <laughs> fuck me within a couple of years <laughs> well, and that's the thing it's like i can't keep waiting you know yeah. what we're we ought to talk about this we're 50 fucking books into the horus heresy and now we're like four into the siege of terror like <laughs> yeah. i'm done waiting i want to talk about this dude but that is one thing to to remember is the emperor is an ongoing character and one of the biggest things that happens to him we don't yeah. know exactly how that happens the whole yet. thing with the vengeful spirit his fight with horus unfortunately we only really know very small bits of for sure information yeah. and then like people have extrapolated a lot upon and it stuff and stuff can change and yeah, yeah exactly. it's very possible that when his book comes out where he ends up dying like he just rewrites a lot of his own personal history in that book or something yeah. so so as of january 27th 2022 this is this episode is going to be 100% accurate, accurate. Canon, all that. Um, 
But you can't speak but now for the day after. The minute no, it gets released, exactly. It's like... <laughs> I, then it's out of my hands what PW does with their. I work. wash my hands. <laughs> okay, let's let's dive into the episode. Well, well, the emperor, the emperor of mankind, is the sovereign of the imperium of man and father, guardian, and god of the human race. He has sat immobile within the golden throne of Terra for ten thousand years. Although once a living man, his shattered body can no longer support life and remains intact only by a combination of ancient technology and the sheer force of his will, itself sustained by the soul sacrifice of countless millions of psychers. But this was not always the case. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the emperor. He's, he's a mythical figure <laughs> yeah. in 40K, no, like... You can't be in 40K and have never heard of, of him. Of course. And, like, yeah. you can't even pick up, like, the main rule book without reading, like, the emperor on the throne of mankind guiding the humanity, you know? Yeah, it's always his quote talking about the space marines, you know, how he forged <laughs> yeah. them and yeah. what their purpose was. So. Don't you want, like, um, like you're talking about the future books about the emperor... Don't you want it to sort of remain kind of a mystery? Yeah, like if it was up to me, I never would have done any of the Horus Heresy at all. Oh, really? Yeah, like I don't think. <laughs> I think. We're, whoa, I, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like, no, it's just weird because I thought we were in Warhammer 40K, was my whole thought. No, it's just this. Warhammer now. Oh. <laughs> you didn't get on with the brand up. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's the thing. Like, some of these characters, how do you do the Emperor Justice writing him? He's been you... such yeah. an enigma for so long. But yeah. that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's sort of like, I don't know, reading ancient texts where a lot of it, like, I don't know, the Epic of Gilgamesh or something, you're you're kind of extrapolating and there's a lot that's hard to fill in the gaps. And it, But it also adds to, like, the mystique, the, yeah, the mystique around um, the whole story, right? So, I don't know, I, I feel like they shouldn't over-explain things with the Emperor. Well, Jordan, prepare to plug your ears for the next hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I would lean on that side, too. Like, I don't know. It just... Uh, specifically, even with his character. Yeah. I, I prefer... Like, there's there's really only one cool moment that I can remember coming out of, like, the last few books that he's been in. Um, I can mention it later. There's no reason to mention it now. But... <laughs> oh, okay. Honestly, like... It's just the teaser. It's not relevant to yeah. the conversation or anything. Listen so. to the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta wait to find out. This is the know? hook. Join yeah. the Patreon. <laughs> For the rest of this it's episode. It's the only place I'll share it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree, though. I prefer some characters living in mystery. Yeah. And for him, absolutely. Yeah. And in 40K, he's supposed to be a mystery. There is only one person alive in 40K who has a memory of being with the Emperor. We and we just talked about Yeah, him. we just did an episode on Space Wolves and talking about Bjorn the Fellhanded, Fellhanded, how he was alive during the Horus Heresy and the Great Crusade. Yeah. Um, and he's the last person alive to have seen the Emperor. And he hates talking about and it. And he absolutely <laughs> hates talking So stop bringing it up, everybody. Yeah, stop asking him. <laughs> so yeah, I like that. I like that no one really knows. You know, the Ecclesiarchy yeah. has built an entire religion out of this guy. And he fucking hated religion. <laughs> it yeah. was like his big thing. Like, don't <laughs> worship gods, you know? So. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that's life, you that's know? Life. That's how life works. Man. Um, yeah, but uh, there, there are some things that I'm glad, like, we know some origins. I learned a couple cool things in here. And there's a couple of things where, yeah, it was over-explaining. And I'll point them out when we get to them. But. All right. Well, let's dive right into his origins. So little is known about the majority of the emperor's life, of who he was and what he did before he emerged as the great emperor of mankind. Only the emperor himself remembers. 
A few pieces of information have come to light from various different sources and present some small part of a coherent whole. However, their reliability is often disputed, especially as the Emperor's tale changes somewhat with each retelling. <laughs> I think he's definitely a little bit victim of altering what he shares depending on who he's talking to. Yeah. He's a master manipulator, and he always has been, and he always will be. Yeah, and, like, I don't know if you can take anything the Emperor says as actual truth. I, I, like, I, like, you can probably search for the seeds of truth within what he's sharing. Yeah. But if you don't actively critique what he said and you, under like, try and guess why he said it specifically to the audience he was saying it to. Like, everything about him is shrouded in mystery. So. Yeah. Um, one thing, too. Uh, when the Emperor came out, we, he was out in, like, Rogue Trader First Edition. There's, like, this book called, like, Chaos Realms. And a lot of stories we're going to be talking about in this next little section comes from there. But this is, like, a... That's old. Yeah, and like, it's is it still true? Exactly. So this is... There's a couple cool origins. Don't yeah. Don't put any... Don't put any real stock into it. You know, who knows what they... But mean. also, you better believe. You better believe everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta believe all the conflicting information yeah, at yeah. the same time. At the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you... When you are able to hold all the conflicting information in your brain you at the same ascend. time... Yeah. Exactly. You become one of his actual servants. <laughs> yeah. And then you're allowed in the, the room. Yeah. All things are canon, not all things are true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that 10 million times. Until, until you get it. You'll begin to understand life in 40K. <laughs> this really is a cult we're starting. <laughs> Uh, one of the more common stories says that the Emperor's birth, while a natural process, was actually the result of a scheme created by the wisest and most powerful of the living humans at that time, the a conclave of shamans. And these men, termed shamans by their society, were powerful psychers with great experience in the war. Finding their souls, and those of humanity, endangered by the growing perils of the warp gods, these psychers decided to pool their power into one human, a being they called the new man. So I really like, this is probably my favorite origin story of the emperor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm going to read the next part because I just saw a little bit, but okay. Already having gained the power to reincarnate themselves. And so upon death, the shaman's soul would transfer to the warp, accumulate power enough, and then reincarnate itself as human. The shamans entered a suicide pact. Which we've all done, too, as well, by the way. I'm in, like, well, ten if suicide pacts. <laughs> if you're in the cult of Mark, you're yeah, definitely, definitely in a suicide yeah, yeah. You, you don't even know it. Yeah. But we're, we're waiting. <laughs> and when you see the signal, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. By then, the conditioning will be so complete. You'll just Yeah, you act. won't even question it. Yeah. It's just a sleeper agent at that point. GW's closed. <laughs> Gunshots around the, the world. <laughs> That's the signal. You did it early, Mark. No. <laughs> Um, so thousands of these shamans poisoned themselves and sped their souls to the warp at the same time, presumably pooling their soul energy and using their reincarnation ability. They brought about the birth of the new man, the emperor, one year later to mortal parents on Terra in the eighth millennium BC. This is hundred percent my favorite origin story for him. I love the idea of these psychers who have, you know, been protecting humanity, you know, um, kind of guiding them, surfing through the warp for who knows how long yeah. that they've been reincarnated from body into body. You know, let's say o over 3,000 years, this one person has lived life after life, and they're yeah. watching the warp get more and more turbulent, how it's harder for them to protect the people of humanity. You know, they're they're trying to gaze into the future, and it's getting more and more difficult. And then you start bringing that to other shamans, then they're all experiencing the same thing. And, ugh. Somebody has a bright idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we all kill it ourselves... <laughs> 
Tim, you're always saying that. <laughs> you say that's that every solution to everything. <laughs> yeah, like the annual shaman yeah. meeting. <laughs> All right, and last item on the meeting. God damn it, Tim, again? <laughs> Come on. It's the only way McDonald's is going to fix its ice cream machine if we all kill ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's such a cool story. Like, all these wise men, yeah, they see the future. They're able to uh, then re- re- reincarnate <laughs> themselves together in some weird superhuman. Yeah, they're, they're like, we're all in the warp. We'll find each other. Yeah. We will merge our soul spirit consciousnesses, however that goes. You know, it's warp shit. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> and they'll all be born as one new person. And this person uh, was born in a primitive proto-Hittite village along the banks of the Sakarya River, which was in Anatolia. And the boy who would become the emperor began manifesting his powers, quickly mastering the basics. Yeah, that's my favorite origin story of all time. <laughs> of anything. <laughs> Batman's pretty cool, I guess. (laughs) But I like this one, too. The souls of Batman's parents actually converge to create Batman. Now I think that's not true. Now I think you guys are just pulling fast ones on me. Batman was a precursor to the space version. (laughs) Wearing the armor, like super combat mode. Come on, guys. Uh, You know it's true. Doesn't he use Goss-powered, or is it gas-powered grappling cannon? I don't think it's Necron Goss technology that Batman's <laughs> That's where you're you going. Know that? Just don't. <laughs> Call it a hunch. Terra <laughs> is a tomb world, and the Batcave is actually oh, a, a tomb of the Necron. It's true. All right. Well, moving on, I guess. <laughs> Go ahead, Christian. The Emperor's Purpose. While a young adolescent, the Emperor's father was murdered by his uncle. While preparing his father's body for a primitive funeral ritual, he received a vision of his murderer. When he awoke, the emperor calmly approached his uncle and stopped his heart with his psychic abilities, displaying neither sorrow nor malice. Sounds a little psychopathic, but... The next line's really, uh, really good. (laughs) Yeah, it does sound psychopathic, but... According to the emperor himself, this was the moment that he realized that humanity needed law, order, and the guidance of the ruler. (laughs) I feel a lot like that, too, sometimes. (laughs) I love... After a murder spree. (laughs) I really like this particular story, specifically because it sounds like the emperor is giving, like, an analogy. It's it's a little too picture-perfect, in my opinion. Like, I was a child, I was manifesting powers... My uncle, a member of my family, betrays my father, and it's that moment that I realize, like, no, humanity must be guided. Like, I I like that he's – I feel like he's sharing something with someone in, like, a way that they can understand. Simple, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of these stories are, like, yeah, 40,000, 48,000 years old. Yeah. 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 Um, Is that actually how it happened? Were you actually super calm when you found – when you were a child and you found out your uncle murdered your father? to be fair, he is the emperor. To be fair, he is the souls of all those, like, consciousness. Yeah. Like, he could have been a very much, like... It's possible. It's possible. I haven't ruled that out. Um, but it doesn't really sound like he is... He sounds like he's himself, you know? He's not a conglomerate of a bunch of other people giving him information. Like, I think sure. their power he's gained, but well, I don't think their experience and memory. A lot of their, <clears throat> like, religion and stuff, they'll have this, like, deific person. Even from a young age, we've always known you were a god, right? You were so wise and, you know... I'm just saying it's it's a it's a trend it's a trope it's uh yeah I I do find it a little odd that uh uh by 
simply having a vision, he decides to be judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> and then we'll bring reason into this. And then he <laughs> says, "We need law and order." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to go around it. killing people. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just That's my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it. He's a dictator. He's a tyrant. He's not a good dude. <gasps> You take it back and you say five hail emperors. <laughs> I will not. I do agree with you, Eric, on, on some level, though. I, I do like the idea of it. it's like more of a metaphor. Like he sees he needs to guide humanity. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I like to look at it like um, he sees evil now for the first time. Like he's committed evil. Like he up until this. He knows what evil is. Yeah. yeah. He's gone from innocence to. Yeah, exactly. The reality. And he realizes someone has to do something. Yeah. And that someone this can't me. keep happening. Yeah. I like the idea <laughs> that. I can't keep killing people. <laughs> <laughs> someone needs to stop me. I do like that. Yeah. yeah. That idea that there's like a concrete moment where he's shifted, you know, yeah. like that veil of innocence is broken from his mind. And instantly he's like, okay, I realize that we aren't good people. You know, my parents have been good to me and yeah. like we see love, but now it, there are people who are willing to commit evil. Yeah, it's like a statement on human nature. Like even the emperor did a bad thing, like and, and he murdered somebody, you know, like even all these wise shamans who got to bed together and reincarnated, even they were capable of evil. Yeah. So who else is? I like your idea, but I disagree with that. But we'll spare the philosophical sure. diatribe. It is very, I mean, the story is, uh, and maybe to the point of it being somewhat mythic, is is very kind of hero's journey. Like he's crossing the threshold and, and uh, gaining these powers. You know, it, it's very, um, I don't know, archetypal in a way. He is his own teacher. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's all yeah. the characters. Yeah, he's, the yeah, guy. Yeah. he's the he's the struggle, the problem, the solution, the guide, the dragon. Yeah. Well, actually, there is a dragon. Oh boy, I hate this so much. I hate okay, the immortal being who would become known as the emperor proceeded to haunt the history of humanity as a ghost, watching, waiting, and occasionally influencing, living secretly amongst mankind. He developed his abilities until his psychic might allowed him to gain knowledge of not only his own world, but the dangers beyond it, yeah. which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like back in like old 40K, they, they pushed heavy on like, yeah, it's possible that the emperor was all these characters in history, all these influential characters. Maybe he was Jesus at one point and learned those lessons and, you know. Yeah. It was way older lore that they were kind of leaning yeah. on that. And but. he always played a very influential, yeah. often religious character as yeah. well. But not tied to anyone. Like, you see him in bits and pieces throughout history. Yeah. 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 And they could go more for, like, more behind the scenes. Like, okay, maybe he wasn't, you know, a famous world leader, but he was a guy operating behind the scenes. He's not Alexander the Great, but he's, like, an advisor to Alexander the Great. Subtly. He was his horse. Right. <laughs> Philip? Was that his name? Fel no, that's his father. Philosopherion. Ah. Which happens to be the Emperor's ship's name, by the way. <gasps> it all makes sense. It yes. all tracks. We found it. <laughs> the Emperor that's was a it. horse. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, okay. Perpetuals. Yeah. Uh, shortly after, he left his village for the first city of humanity, likely ancient Sumeria. Uh, as we just mentioned, uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, during this ancient time, the emperor was known as Neoth. Neoth would come to learn about perpetuals, or perp perpetuals. Is that how you say it? It's supposed to be perpetuals. Oh, okay, yeah. perpetuals. Immortal and 
uh, nigh indestructible humans and their plans of guiding humanity's evolution, he attempted to seek out and recruit every perpetual on earth to his cause, making allies and learning many secrets along the way. Yeah, these are these are interesting too because these are yeah just people that when they die they like they're like super wolverine essentially like they just regenerate regenerate from one molecule um so yeah not that anyone in these times could bring you down to a molecule <laughs> yeah yeah you know but like you know humanity some of these people could be like one hundred sixty thousand years old predate even the emperor and stuff so some of them could be pretty smart um yeah he finds a bunch of people a yeah. bunch, of, bunch of them i think this is an interesting like thing to consider. So the emperor, um, according to this story, he has already placed himself as like, I will be the guide, you know, like humanity needs this and I'm probably the only one who can do it. But then, yeah, he might meet someone who's been around for a hundred thousand years. And this person, that's ancient knowledge, you know, that's, they're set in what they want. You know, they consider, there's no way they consider themselves the same as, human yeah because how many humans have you just seen die like (laughs) dogs in the dirt you know you're you're above that and i'm i'm interested to think how would he solve conflict Mm. between something that can't be killed but doesn't agree with him with him and his like desire to rule as like the most important eternal punishment (laughs) obviously the answer (laughs) get his the liver plucked out every day by a bird changed (laughs) to a pillar exactly maybe that's where that myth comes from it's the emperor getting really pissed off at a perpetual (laughs) and chaining him to a pillar and then bringing allowing a psychic bird to come (laughs) come and and eat his liver yeah uh, a perpetual Erda met the Emperor, already a warlord, attempting to accelerate human evolution and guide the race into a superior species and would join his cause. Yeah, so this is like a great example. Uh, Erda eventually even helps do like the Primarch Project and Astartes, like becomes like a That's very crazy. Yeah, significant um, person. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's another perpetual that he finds in this no- next little section here that we're going to talk about. But yeah, these perpetuals, like they stay around and like some of them are even in 40K times still doing stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of to answer like, your question, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but there are perpetuals that don't necessarily agree with the Emperor and are just, it seems like instead of opposing him because he's just so powerful, they just live their common lives and just try and let things just be. You know, yeah. Try to fly under the yeah. radar. Yeah, exactly. And there's some significant, yeah. like yeah. if anyone who reads the horse heresy books, like I said, I'm not going to say anything crazy. Yeah. Even but. the emperor himself, he's not opposed to sharing like power within his own authority. Like he's willing to let people do their own thing as long as they they, don't they still toe his him. line. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know, there's there's a lot of freedom that he's willing to give people as long as they're not actively <laughs> against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I get it. Like you, can, you can rule your own planet yeah. and do whatever you want on there as long as you still provide me with the ties yeah. that I require. Yeah, as long as I get everything from you that I demand. Right. I will let you live. Perfectly fair and reasonable. Exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. Perfect governmental system. <laughs> well, show me a better one, you know? Okay, the next little tale we have of the emperor and his upbringing is the Tower of Phoenicia. At some point in time, the emperor became a king and organized his own armies with the perpetual Olaunius Person, Person, yeah, as his war master. Seeking to protect and guide humanity, the two besieged a tower in East Phoenicia built by the cult that would become known as the Cognitai. After their forces succeeded in capturing the tower, they discovered in a it, they discovered it in 
Inakia and bleeding in the corruption power of warp of the warp. Yeah, so they find this like tower and it's just like there's a cult manifesting it, a bunch of cultists doing warpy things. Olianus demanded the tower be destroyed while the Emperor wished to preserve the knowledge it held within it in order to better protect against chaos in the future. Delusioned with the Emperor, Olanius stabbed his king <gasps> with a dagger and then uttered a line of uh, Unukia to destroy the tower and escape. Um, this is a very interesting story, too. Is this like the Tower of Babel? Like, there's a tower... That is bringing people together and it has and knowledge. Anukia and- is, yeah, this language. So it's just covered in this script. Yeah. The idea of Babel yeah. and language. And, yeah. 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 I definitely see that similarity. Yeah. Um, the immortal be- being who would then become known as the emperor proceeded to haunt the... Oh, we've read that one, I think. I put that in twice. <laughs> that's but, how you do all your notes of double the word count yeah exactly <laughs> today I'll be sharing about the emperor the emperor will be the topic of today's discussion <laughs> long pause long pause <laughs> and um yeah that's like you any single moment in time according to probably his own history yeah. he's probably had a hand in it sure yeah exactly you know? whether behind the scenes or not but yeah, uh, this uh, guy, the guy who stabbed him in the back, is a perpetual, and he shows up too again. Olanius. Yeah, yeah. Olanius. In a very yeah. significant way, he's the one that I'm talking about. Yeah. So he, even though he betrayed the emperor, the emperor yeah. in this moment, he comes back as, I will help you and be your friend. Yeah. Aww. He might even come back one more time. We'll see what the notes share with us <gasps> later. Gasp. <laughs> he gasped. <laughs> um, we got another story, uh, an ancient device. At some point in Earth's history, the Emperor discovered an ancient device between, beneath the ruins of Asia's deserts and became determined to completely cut off humanity from the malignant influence of the warp. The first step of this grand project was to substitute warp travel with the webway, and the final phase would see the Emperor shepherd humanity's evolution into a truly psychic race independent of chaos, ascending to a level not even the Eldar were able to. This grand ambition was to guide all the Emperor's undertakings and would be the culmination of his planning. More on that later. Yeah, like the whole Webway project's a huge thing. Now this device we're alluding to, uh, the Golden Throne? Uh, So it's a version of the Golden Throne. Apparently, like, he remakes it and makes it into a Golden Throne for him to sit on. This device shared the same purpose, but not the same design i'm glad to know that ancient aliens (laughs) definitely existed on terra as well and we can see you know if you look hard enough you can find messages from them Mm -hmm. even in our own history christian (laughs) Uh, i just want to say crop circles look an awful lot like necron script (laughs) (laughs) crazy yeah yeah Um, Uh, yeah, the next story we got is the Dragon of Mars. Uh, we kind of briefly mentioned this, but at one point the Emperor even fights a dragon on Terra. And this is like, it's described as medieval times. He has a horse. Yeah, and like he does a jousting. Armor. It's, it's yeah. a very classic medieval yeah. story of a dragon, <clears throat> like, terrorizing people. And he's like, I am the brave Sir Knight. Yeah. yeah. And people have equated it with the story of St. George. Yeah, oh. I got to do these references in this episode <laughs> because you have to. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he fights this battle and defeats him, and then he's unable to kill the dragon. So instead, he ends up trapping the dragon on Mars. I would love to be present 
So he's like wielding a regular sword and like regular armor. He's got his regular horse, Philip, I believe we said his name was. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, he tail. fights this dragon. <laughs> Everyone's expecting him to stab it through the heart, and he's like, oh no, it's not working. You know? And then just this massive fucking warp bubble comes out of nowhere. And the Emperor's like, Alright, peace out, I'm moving <laughs> yeah. on. And just like whop whop. The farmer in the field's like <laughs> well, you don't see that every day. <laughs> and then the emperor like teleports back, yeah. sans dragon, you yeah. know. And he looks at the farmer dead in the eye, and he's like, "No one will ever believe." <laughs> <you."> <laughs> no. <laughs> no emperor. Um, yeah. So this dragon, um, it, it's rumored to be actually a satan. So that it, that's why he's not able to kill it. That's why, I don't know, it's like this powerful creature. Yeah, the um, Catan are supposed to be these actually unkillable. There's only one that's been yeah. successfully killed. Yeah. They're so. like these, like, star gods. We won't go too much into If you don't that. know what Catan are... Yeah. By now. Yeah. How did you make it to episode 99? <laughs> yeah, how did you get all the way to 99? <laughs> Who brought you here? <laughs> <laughs> go back to the beginning and start over. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's like a whole other big storyline some think he knew what he was doing and he trapped it there because he knew he was, yeah, I was gonna... about to say he did it intentionally yeah. to spawn the I machine think, cult I, yeah. don't, I don't even know if that was his intention but it's like a useful object you know yeah. like I can't kill this I'm gonna imprison it and I might think of a plan for it later that's how I feel maybe about all my bits maybe in 40,000 years I'll find yeah, a plan exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. in 40,000 years there's gonna be some use for this thing sure. but he, he also has a very long view of everything so I think anything that he deems as like interesting or useful yeah. like he's not just going to destroy it he's just a hoarder <laughs> all yeah, my but bits and my bits I'm entire, sure I'll use this eventually if the entire galaxy is your closet ah. you're not you can't fill it you, you got you know? space for things yeah exactly you got lots of space space literally contains everything <laughs> um, yeah but that's an interesting story There, like it's one of those ones where it's really hard to even you gotta make up your own mind is it a satan or is it just a metaphorical dragon it's or is Leave it just the a hero's journey? Just do you have a, do you have a get like what's yours? Do you think it is a Catan? Is it the Void Dragon? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it just makes sense. Like the Void Dragon's described to be like a master of machines, or you know, yeah, just you just have to look at the motions. I, yeah, yeah. like I don't. I, I'm not sure. I in, I like that. I don't see any reason why there'd be a Void Dragon on Earth because you're at a Catan that time. apologist, Eric. That's why. Just, but the, yeah. uh, the I'm convinced it is. Not like for all the reasons you said, but also there's a, a point in time where there's like a Necron force that attempts to like um uh, what's it called infiltrate. They attempted to infiltrate into Mars, and we can only like why else would they be there if not for a Catan? You know, sure. what level of technology does Mars have that Necron don't? You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm convinced it is, but yeah. it's not my favorite. And if you're a Satan and you're kind of like fleeing the galaxy, humans would be a kind of cool planet to. Maybe it's because they're hide from out on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's just okay. like no one's gonna notice me here. Maybe yeah, yeah, giant freaking dragon god. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. He uses humanity's stupidity as a shield. <laughs> That's a pretty good shield. <laughs> All right, next story. Moloch. During the dark age of technology, the man who would become the emperor traveled to the planet Moloch, where there was a gateway into the realm of chaos. The emperor entered the gateway and there made a bargain with the dark gods and emerged wielding a measure of their power and knowledge. How to make the Primarch. Yeah, I like that the Primarch project was not possible without knowledge that he bartered from the dark gods. Yeah, the way they describe it is like, yeah, he he was able to then to channel warp energy into living beings finally. Like, 
just like the war- Chaos Gods did to him to overcharge him, that's what he now did to these to give him like that spark of life. Yeah. It, I also I like that this entire like meeting with him and the Dark Gods. I totally imagine. I don't know if you guys have seen Berserk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know the scene like on the hand where all the deities are like on the individual fingers. It's this massive hand and um, guy is or guts. Guts. Guts, yeah, he's like standing in the middle of the palm and these things are just towering over him, casting judgment. That's totally how I picture these like four chaos gods <laughs> standing over him and he's just a little guy right now and they don't fully understand and Well yeah, and originally the deal was the Emperor was supposed to bring chaos to the galaxy. Yeah, he technically was like, I will be your champion. Yeah, yeah, chaos. yeah. Chaos. I will do your bidding, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then they're like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big wink. Yeah. Huh? He's like, jokes on the same <laughs> thought. Yeah. He just has his fingers crossed behind his back the whole time. <laughs> because, however, the Emperor did not keep his end of the bargain to spread chaos to humanity. And he became the Anthema? Anathema. Anathema. Of the ruinous powers. Um, is it confirmed that he made a deal with them? Because I've heard also that he may or may not have stolen, but I guess if you make a backward seal, that's a way of stealing. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Like, this has been written now and stuff. It's and, concrete? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, because it's not the only time that the Moloch Gate even comes up. So yeah. it's at that time, I think, where, like, in 30K they go to the Moloch Gate, and that's when his whole history with it is explained, yeah. I believe. Uh, on Moloch 2... Uh, it's another example of him finding a perpetual and bringing a perpetual to Moloch. Mm-hmm. I forget the perpetual's name, but... Yeah. yeah. Aware then of the vast predations awaiting humanity, and in M30, he took his struggle out into the open, primarily because of the ever-increasing number of psychers whose very existence endangered their species, which coincides, obviously, with the uh, Long Night and... Yes. Well, M26 is right around when Slanesh... The birthing pains and the warp comes more and more increasingly unstable, and that's when you see like a massive spike start in like the birth rate of psychers in humanity. So they've had like kind of four thousand years for the emperor to be like, yeah, it's getting much, much (laughs) worse. And the emperor's just like mask off. I gotta take control myself. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, um, I don't know. Oh, never mind. You mentioned it. I ignore ignore that. Okay. The unification of Terra. The man who would later become known as the Emperor first appeared openly as one of the many warlords struggling for control of Terra during the latter part of the Age of Strife. This would be such a cool time zone, just like all, all these like techno barbarians and like. It would make an awesome tabletop game, which I, I keep know, saying, and you keep no, shouting no, me no, down. No, it no. would make an awesome tabletop game. Maybe a board game. I'll give you back that <laughs> board game, GW. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's, in terms of war games, yeah. people love doing it for any type of, like, we have Napoleonic war games. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to line up all my guys. You line up all your guys. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, like this age of, like, techno-barbarians and, like, Mad Max, like, Earth has been, like, burnt down years and years ago. There's, there's no, no water on yep. the planet. Yeah, it's just this crazy, like, there's mutants. It's a cool place. They're just fighting over a rock <laughs> floating in space. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was, at this point, uh, just another Terran world. Warlord, sorry. Uh, but he met Malkador, who convinced him to take the title of Emperor. Yeah, Malkador will become, like, his, like, right-hand man for, like, the next couple hundred years. Um, He's, like, the most powerful psyker that the Emperor's ever met next to himself. 
Um, you think they ran a podcast together? <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's like <laughs> subtly influencing the world. They just kept sister journals, you know? <laughs> they both just sit, make time every night yeah, and they fair. journal together. <laughs> Occasionally break into like the sister's silence underwear drawer. Together. <laughs> yeah, a little panty raids. Why not? Panty raid every now and again. Yeah. Well, bro- in their college days, of course. Yeah, they were bros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a mountainous region of Terra, there he would seek out individuals whose genetics he could use in his Thunder Warrior project, as well as offer services of gene editing the offspring children in the region to correct genetic mutations. Yeah, a very smart dude, but definitely an agenda in that in his like, hey, I will offer my gene services to you if you have problems. But there's no way he's not adding things in there for his own benefit, you know? Yeah. He's bringing in a new world order <laughs> through gene therapy. That's a conspiracy. You don't know that. <laughs> uh, it was also uh, during this time uh, he worked closely with Perpetual Erda and some others on the Primarch Project and the Legio Astartes. Um, the Emperor undertook a series of campaigns against all the other warlords on the planet that would later become termed as the Unification Wars. During these wars, the Emperor employed several military formations that consisted of genetically altered or engineered warriors who played a significant role in his eventual victory. Yeah, like the one main example is the Thunder Warriors, but then they also had the Geno 5-2 Chiliad or whatever. Yeah. If you read the first, I think they were in Legion. Which, uh, yeah, the Alpha Legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, he, he was modifying a bunch of people, you know, he didn't really uh, care too much. Correct me if I'm wrong, but another thing that was around this time were the first Custodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, I think the Custodes were made before the Thunder Warriors even. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah they're like, oh, have always been... The- I think when he revealed himself, they were, like, always there with him. Yeah, that would make sense. He takes the title of Emperor, and he already has all these guys yeah. behind him. That, Where did they come from? That's crazy. <laughs> Don't ask. How, <laughs> like, he believes they must be absolutely perfect. Because he, he never altered how they were created or changed, like, mm-hmm. made, you know? There, Yeah, there's a lot of mystery surrounding, even in the Custodes episode, I think we talked about, like, how they're different. They're different. It's not, yeah. they're not like Space Marines. They're it's, not, like, They have, like, arcs. bio-alchemy. Like, yeah. there's extra, like, sorceress things done to them. Yeah. And they're, like, individually crafted yeah. versus, like, They're not batch-made. Yeah. yeah. Not like Mark. Dime a dozen, that guy. <laughs> the Thunder Warriors battled uh, throughout the Unification Wars and united Terra for the first time in millennia under the rule of the Emperor. According to myth, they were all killed during the final battle of the Unification Wars, the Battle of Mount Ararat. And that's the one where it's the Custodes doing, like, the final killing of all the Thunder Warriors? No. The people, the barbarians they were fighting oh. did the killing of the Thunder Warriors. Right, and then right, right, right. The, uh, sorry, the, in the my Custodes mind. killed those barbarians, yeah. Oh. And then walked out of there without a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say two more. I might get kicked off YouTube if I say <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah, don't spread misinformation. Yeah, don't okay. spread misinformation. Um, but they're, not all Thunder Warriors were killed, right? Some survived? Yeah, some did escape. Yeah, there's a handful. Yeah, sure. yeah. And oh. I, I believe that they were... The reason they were 
definitely killed, or one of the reasons at least that's communicated, is that they the Emperor built them to be only temporary. Yeah, like the Emperor has like we even in this small section, he has four very different projects of super soldiers going on, each one with a very distinct purpose. Custodes are like the perfect ones to protect them because you need the best. Thunder Warriors, yeah, they're a little more violent and like unstable. He would just take the barbarians and pump them full of steroids, right? Yeah, you know, give them the odd surgery, but yeah. And then um, Primarchs, we'll get into that later, and Astartes, we'll get into that later too. But yeah, he has all these different super soldiers that have a very specific purpose in mind. Yeah, he like it. It feels like. The technology has finally caught up with his knowledge. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he knew so much before, but what does it matter if you understand what genes are when people... <laughs> have medieval technology. Not even that. Blue genes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't even... They're literally... Paralanglers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a donkey, and that's, that's your transportation. And he's like, hey, do you know about genetics? And the person next to him is like, what the fuck, Phil? Like, seriously... <laughs> Hey, I killed a dragon one time. <laughs> <laughs> no one believes you. Yeah, yeah. So it, he's like finally stepping into yeah. his realm. And that's kind of crazy to think about because if he was allowed to go further, uh, how much crazier would it have been? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Did something just happen to our notes? It's... Um, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I... I don't know what happened. I got lost here. I'll read the next one. Right. With this achievement... Oh, man, now it's skipping on me. <laughs> there we yeah, go. It keeps doing that to me, too. With this achievement of conquering terror behind him, the Emperor then set in motion his plans to take his purpose of uniting and guarding mankind out into the stars to unify with the bastions of humanity scattered across the galaxy. So technically, humanity had already put a bunch of ships into the void... Prior to this, because this is around M, the end of M20s, you know, right before M30, that he's like, okay, yeah. I have Terra now. But prior yeah. to then, there was a lot of human exploration. Yeah, like they've already colonized the galaxy once and pretty much colonized the world, then got separated, then recolonized. They've done some stuff. Yeah, there was the age of, uh, what's that? The the men, the age of, goddamn, the, the AI. The Dark Age of Strife, the Dark Age of Technology. Men of Iron. The Men, men of, of Iron, iron. Yeah. yeah. Like, humanity was already, like, a galactic player at that point when yeah. this AI, which you don't hear in his story at all. Like, was he not contributing to the AI? Yeah, he what's just, his stance on AI? Yeah, yeah, like, he doesn't care about it, or maybe he participated in convincing everyone else that it's evil. Yeah. Maybe he's a reason the AI went rogue. Maybe he's made the AI. Maybe, Maybe he is AI. <gasps> <laughs> I can't go any deeper. I mean, yeah. That's about as good as I got. Stop spreading misinformation. <laughs> Stop it. The Great Crusade. And boy, was, <laughs> it, was it great. What a great crusade. <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> the Emperor prepared extensively for the Great Crusade. He had created a special astropathic corpse to link his eventual dominion together. Uh, astropathics are like telecommunicators. Very useful. And caused the creation of the Astronomicon, a supremely powerful signal device powered by the Emperor's own psychic might that would allow him to simplify and safer travel through the warp. It's often described as like that lighthouse. We've done an entire episode <laughs> yeah. on the Astronomicon. It's really cool. Yeah. Like if you're... You don't know what that is? Just go listen to that episode. It's yeah. one of my favorite episodes yeah. for sure. There's so much like intricacies with like the... the Astronomicon, the Golden Throne, and the Primark or the Webway Project. Yep. That's a lot of stuff. Yep. But yeah, it all kind of connects and it's very cool. Yeah. 
podcast feels like that. Every other reference is like, oh, and then in this episode, and then and you then, have to reference this episode. Well, now we have yeah. so many. You know, yeah, we yeah. can actually go back and reference our old the catalog. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever listen to episode 82, though. <laughs> don't do it. What was that one? I don't know. It's just a number. <laughs> That's my favorite. No! <laughs> Chief among his own designs, however, were the creation of super soldiers, the logical extension of his dreams, uh, gene troopers already under his command. He had uh, first undertaken the Primark project, the creation of 20 infants from his own genetic code designed to mature into powerful generals of his armies. However, this plan went awry with the intervention of chaos powers. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Uh, other sources state that the Emperor's longtime colleague and fellow perpetual Arda cast the Primarchs into the warp to deny the Emperor his plans for them. While accounts vary to this exactly what happened, the end of the tale is always the same. The Primarchs were cast into the warp and thought lost. Yeah, Arda. So she comes up a bunch. She actually gets like really attached to the Primarchs and like she if the Emperor's their father, she's the the geneticist that is their mother. Mm -hmm. And the gene witch, I think they call it. And what what... That's what I call my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So one night, you know, the Emperor and Arda is talking and they're just having a bottle of wine. Bottle of wine. The Emperor's sharing his dreams, like, Yeah, man, I just want to kill every alien in the galaxy. Like (laughs) with my kids. With my kids at my side. Every alien I just want to kill (laughs) what a great legacy yeah and arda just yeah she was like i don't want that for my children so it's rumored that maybe she was the one who scattered all the primarchs into the war or yeah she like a opened a door or something left the window open (laughs) perhaps for a little kidnapper to come into (laughs) the room um the other thing about the chaos gods involvement there's the thought that there may be getting the Emperor back for going back on his deal with them on Moloch, if you remember. Yeah, so if he had made this deal and I will spread your chaos through the warp, and at this point they're like, hey, (laughs) you aren't doing that at all. (laughs) You lied to us. We're the chaos gods. You You don't trust us. You can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just repossessing what's already theirs, really. Well, this is part... I like to think that that's part of their great game. You know, this is like the first step in their plan to... Which I think the like the chaos gods had been planning for the Horus Heresy, like for a long time. Yeah, like they must know who the emperor is because the emperor was like diving through the warp, doing his old thing. Like they must have picked up on that from the very beginning. Yeah, and you know? and even if they can't recognize like how powerful, like they can't see that far into the future. Yeah, they must be able to see like the potency of his soul. Yeah, like the origin of it. Like okay, his body is only this old, but how come his soul is? hundreds of thousands of years old you yeah. know and it looks like there's so many put together so there's no way they didn't realize something was wrong you know? <laughs> yeah afterwards malkador and the others believed the primarchs dead or corrupted however the emperor sensed their echoes in the warp and knew they were still alive i don't believe he even tells anyone that does he no no he yeah he, he plays that one really close to the chest yeah because he, he's always like you fucks <laughs> what <laughs> did you do with my Kids. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The person he trusted already betrayed him, so yeah. he's like, maybe. Well, you know what they say else. in like ninety-five percent of all children kidnappings, <laughs> it's the other it's parent, one of the parents. Oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness, the stats hold true. Um, I do want to also bring up the fact that maybe she was influenced by the chaos gods too. Sure, she's acting under their sway. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, anything like, is possible. Anything is possible, They're, especially. Yeah. Like, in the Horse Heresy as well, there's a little bit of time fuckery on that, which is super <laughs> annoying, and I wish wasn't. Oh, yeah, there was, yeah. So, yeah, I, like, you never even know what was intended to be something versus what was changed at a sure. later time, and... 
Yeah. Yeah. You biting your own tail and forcing yourself to become your own grandfather. <laughs> to yeah, you know. Basic weird, time stuff. Weird stuff. <laughs> Afterwards, uh <laughs> No, sorry. In the aftermath of, of these events, the Emperor evolved a new plan. Using the genetic material which had been derived from the Primarchs, he created a cast of warriors which he would possess some of the qualities of the Primarchs. This is always something interesting to me. It's like he almost – it almost sounds like he got this idea after they were gone or he had to rush it or like – it's almost like, well, the Emperor – or the Primarchs are gone. Yeah. I'm what, still going to make an army though. Yeah. What was he going to do – if they were still there, you know, the the Space Marines can't have been an afterthought. Yeah, but, like, maybe they were. Like, maybe he got rid of the Thunder Warriors because they are too barbaric, and then, like, he was going to just have his generals lead regular armies. Just regular like, humans. Yeah, maybe. Or, he, or, or, well, there's a track with his whole, like, purity. Like, I, I suspect, maybe I should say this for the end of the episode, that the Emperor, like, really believes in the common man. He creates these mutants, but, like, sure, from your perspective looking up, like, oh... Uh, space Marines are so great and stuff, but the Emperor just sees them as tools, but he really actually admires the human, the noble human that has no modification and just is. So, like, that's what he's conquering the galaxy for, and the Space Marines are just tools to that end. Well, I definitely can agree with that sentiment, but I think he also is recognizing that humanity is evolving regardless of whether he likes it or not. Like, the, the Psyker revolution is happening, like... Sure, he might have thought one day he was fighting for the common man, but now I think he's fighting for a desperate well, survival. Also elevating the common man to become everything the man should be, right? Mm, the same okay. way he was elevated. So, yeah, like it's not like he's leaving you where you're at. He wants you to go out and achieve. Yeah. You have to put in the effort. Like I'm not an just Uber mensch or you. something? Yeah. <laughs> Someone, some might say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> These successors to the genetically altered warriors were the Legion... Astartes, the first space marines of the first first founding, and the emperor wielded this, wow wielded them as a weapon to retake the soul system, except for the space wolves. Um, wait, what? what? <laughs> he held them in reserve. Yeah. Oh, did, you, oh, were you yeah. not even listening? Were you at the last episode? Uh, man, I tuned that out as soon as we hit the record button. You know, if ever, someone said wolves and I was yeah, out like of if, there. if ever I've called in an episode of Lorehammer, <laughs> that was it. It's just like tinnitus the whole episode. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they drove Xenos enslavers from the moons of Saturn and Jupiter, and most importantly, achieved peace and eventual integration with the Mechanicum of Mars. We will talk about his encounter with Mars in more in depth. You know what? I honestly forgot to write it down. <laughs> well, let's talk about we, it right now. Yeah, we could. We have talked about it like with on the, the Martian episode. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he. It's it's a really great moment because um, I think like I think he's still just the emperor, but he's still just a guy. Yeah. And I think this one might be one of the first times where he's like legally recognized as a god. <laughs> you know? Oh. Like like a, a group of people. Certificate. <laughs> well, you got the key to the sit to the planet, you know. Or you got a license to be a god. <laughs> yeah, so basically he goes to the Mechanicum on Mars. On Mars and um he encounters when he lands, he encounters a wounded machine, a wounded Imperial knight, and he goes and he places his hand on the machine and he heals it. And the machine is now no ha- longer has a limp and it's happy and now it's skipping through the fields of Mars. <laughs> is and- Brant a god? It's, <laughs> it's cutting great furrows in the earth with its chainsaw yeah. as it used to do back in its olden days. Yeah, and it's prime. Have you guys seen that movie, Chappie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I <laughs> 
But yeah, so you know, he he have, he he heals it, and then the Mechanicum like literally worship him as the god, as the Omnissiah, as this the guy who speaks to machines and can yeah. heal them and knows. Yeah, he's like one. He's the one portion of whatever they consider their holy trinity. Yeah, and yeah, and and that was actually a source of a really big contention on Mars. Is many did see him as this omnissiah, yeah. this representative of the motive force and everything, and and the other half were like, no, he's just a guy with powers, and you've all been duped and you've been yeah. manipulated into yeah. believing he's a god. It'd be weird too, because like Mars, I don't think would have a lot of psychers on there. I don't think they do. I don't think that's like communicated. Yeah, they. Yeah, so like then you do see somebody like the emperor come up who is rocking some cool powers he's like whoa okay okay why does he shine so much there's no oil on him i think one thing too that you kind of skipped over is the emperor's like anti-religious stance when he was conquering earth which is comes up here was that i okay i assumed that was more of a great crusade timeline than a no Uh, the whole story of the last church was during the unification wars which was a story i personally like a lot but like the emperor while he's uniting humanity is like stamping out all other religions. Yeah. Like by sword. Like even <laughs> yeah. people he doesn't really need to kill. He's just like ensuring it stays dead. Yeah. Um so even as far back as the unification wars, he's very anti anything that's not part of the regime. He's obviously very science based, even though he's magic. <laughs> you figure that out. But <laughs> Yeah. I well I think to some people at some point it becomes a form of science to them. Yeah. Like, the Thousand Suns really exemplify that. And then, like, the word bearers take it the opposite. Where, like, they're looking at the exact same subject. And to the Thousand thousand Suns, it's like a subject to be learned and experimented with. And the word bearers are saying, no, it deserves to be revered and worshipped. Yeah. And so I think the Emperor... The Emperor... Taking the Emperor of the room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Emperor views it more on the side of, this is a tool. It is science. We can... Master it. Which is exactly what his whole thing is. Yeah, we can perform these rituals and we can get the same... Um, like outcome every time, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm going to use it. Uh, I'll make and it even safe. I'm going to trick the things that call themselves gods. Yeah, maybe they're absolutely. not really gods. Maybe I can beat them. Yeah. So yeah, that is a good point to raise. If he's already in like his heyday of stamping out religions, oh yeah, he seems to have no problem letting the Mechanicum worship him as a god because it brings them into the fold. Yeah. And I think it was really important to him that he had, like, them on his side. Yeah, and their praise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, well, the other kind of thing to bring up is, like, why he was stamping out religion. And I think, for the most part, people might be tampering with the warp and not realizing it. You know, the whole thing about believing well, there's, in... there's many examples of, like, cults all throughout the galaxy that, like, don't know that they are chaos cults. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, which is like murdering babies. <laughs> it's not chaos. It happens more often than you'd think in world history. I'm just saying, carry on. Yeah, that's sad and true. Uh, <laughs> with the final abatement of the warp storms, the Great Crusade began. The Emperor's forces rediscovered human worlds, cast out alien oppressors, and claimed new territory aplenty. Perhaps most importantly, the Emperor, leading his crusade, rediscovered his lost sons, the Primarchs. Scattered throughout the galaxy, the infants were found one by one over a period of many decades and reunited with their father and their kin. Yeah, the very first one, obviously, one of the most important ones, most pivotal, Horus, Lupercal, my yeah. boy. Yeah, I, I read something when putting together these notes. Um, apparently, Alpharius 
was actually the first one discovered thought, on Terra. I thought he was the last one. No, that's Omega. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hence get, the names. I always get confused <laughs> yeah. with that. Interesting. Yeah. So apparently, I didn't. I didn't click on it. I couldn't be bothered to learn about that because, like, <laughs> I already know everyone's Alfarius. Of course, of, <laughs> of course, course, he, he met Alfarius. Everyone is. You know, <laughs> so. the Emperor was Alfarius the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All were placed in command of the Astartes Legion, created from their respective gene seed, and played their part in the forging of the fathers of their father's empire. First amongst the Primarchs was Horus, said to be the first discovered and first honored, and the two fought side by side at the forefront of the early Great Crusade. Horus even saved the Emperor's life during the Battle of Battle of Goro. Now that's kind of like a debated point of whether he actually saved his yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah. Some people think that like the Emperor put himself in a position that would like let his son believe he saved yeah. his life. Oh no, I tripped. Yeah. Yeah. Help, Help me, Horus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and first of all, is the Emperor ever, ever, even ever at danger of death? Yeah. I don't like, know. Uh the entire Setting a 40k, Eric, maybe? <laughs> All right. Well, Wait a if you don't have a weapon that's been dipped in the power of all four chaos gods, mm. and you're just an orc. <laughs> yeah. Sure, you're big, but you're just an orc. Not even yeah. the biggest orc. Even. Like, we have psychers that are capable of destroying, like, emperor-class titans with a thought. Like, and the, the emperor is leaps and bounds yeah. above them. I think this is just an emperor life lesson, you know? Just really... Bonding with yeah, <laughs> I always I'm try mas- to fake my death when I try to bond with my He's a master manipulator. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, everything he does is designed towards an end, and this end is to have Horus believe that they have this really strong, well, tight bond. I don't know. That's kind of a cynical take on it. Like you could, like it. I have a child who's two, and. I'll let him help me, quote unquote, with things, and but he's not really helping me, right? Like you, you kind of, I guess it's maybe manipulative, but it's for like a purpose, right? Like you said, like yeah, so. it's not necessarily you're, you're you're painting it in a bad light, whereas like Jordan's like yeah, well, maybe he, he, like Mark said, he's yeah. teaching him a lesson. When yeah. you're that meta, this, uh, <laughs> yeah, this encouragement, yeah, that, you know, he needs to be able to do this if I'm going to make him more more master, you know. Yeah. I just but other people need to see him. I do think that. you're yeah. like I think that's correct, like what you're saying. I just it's hard to sit like your child will eventually grow up to be just like you. The exact same potential as yourself. Horus could never ever hope to match what the Emperor is capable that's of. That's true. But Horus doesn't know that, and it actually does the Emperor a, a good favor to have him believe he might. Right? Like hmm. Yeah, believe you're a successor. Yeah, believe you have the potential. And maybe that's what backfires Nothing can on the stop Emperor. You. Something that stopped me, yeah. you stopped it. Yeah, how and great you are. And again, it may not even just be for Horus, but for other people to see Horus elevated to that hmm. point. Because when he gives him the reins of command, well, that just sounds like everyone. more manipulation. Like it's very targeted. He's like, <laughs> I'm not I, saying I want it's not manipulation, this, you know? but yeah, it could have like a positive spin. Sure. It's all about how you frame this. <laughs> ah. Propaganda 101. <laughs> Some 200 years into the Great Crusade, the Emperor decided to return to Terra and placed Horus in charge of the military advancement of the Imperium in his stead. Granting him the title of War Master after the Ulinor Crusade, the Emperor declared that the time had come for his sons to show him what great leaders they were. Oh, and what a great decision <laughs> that was. Yeah. <laughs> Only took seven years <laughs> to learn what happens. Uh, turning his back on direct military interventions, the Emperor then created the Council of Terra, 
the imperial tithe and expanded the civil governing bodies of the imperium before retiring in seclusion beneath the imperial palace to begin work upon his greatest ambition and the continuation of an ancient device he found long ago a warboy portal Dun, dun, dun. On Earth. Yeah. I yeah. like that there's evidence of old ones visiting Earth. I yeah. like that the old ones like are this thing that you'll never encounter, you'll never see one, but you see their, their fingerprints. Yeah, yeah their like fingerprints. They, they their, did see their tracks. Earth after all. Yeah, absolutely. So like, yeah, maybe they made that portal seed pissed onto the <laughs> primordial goo of Terra and Carried that's on. how they seeded it, you know. I don't. That's know. life for that's you. L- that's life. That is how I believe life was made. <laughs> okay. Piss. It couldn't even have just been like uh, love juice. <laughs> Maybe just a, a fingernail. Or... <laughs> I mean, better piss than a dookie. <laughs> I guess. <But> it's... <laughs> All right. <laughs> is are you about to question whether it's better? Would no. You rather well, I was be... just going to say there's a lot of bacteria, which would actually be a more reasonable explanation for all the varied life. Would but... you? Would you rather <laughs> be? Listen, guys, a you are of... not taking my religion seriously. <laughs> you guys are making light of it. <laughs> You're right. Definitely, I am. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Horus Heresy and the Webway Project. So. With the sudden departure of the Emperor back to Terra, many of the Astartes, and more importantly, several of the Primarchs, thought they were being abandoned on their long war. And that's a pretty, like, soul-crushing... Like, some of them went through some serious, like, mental instabilities, too. <laughs> yeah. So 200 years of war will do that to you. <laughs> yeah. Constant um, war, as well. Some Some definitely thought, like, yeah, shit, the Emperor's leaving us, we still have to fight, and he went back. Others also thought, too, that, like... We're almost done fighting. Like, we're nearing the end of the Great Crusade. And once there's no more fighting, then what does the Emperor do with us? Yeah, we're soldiers. I, what what uses are for soldiers in an era of peace? It's yeah. kind of their thought process. I heard this quote in a movie I was watching the other day, and it was, In times of peace, all, like, violent and dangerous men are despised. Mm. But in times leading up to peace, to make that peace, like, yeah. the, most of the time, you need the violent and the dangerous people willing to do those crazy things. And I think that's, like, a very common theme through a lot of different stories. Yeah. And it makes complete sense that these people who... Some even viewed themselves as like philosophers and sure, poets artists. and yeah, yeah, artists and yeah. study like studious and everything. So yeah, it makes sense that they are questioning what is our purpose. Like now we understand it, but what is our purpose beyond it? Because what is my purpose? Yeah. I passed butter. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna be decommissioned. You know? And then with the stories like the Thunder Warriors, which aren't public knowledge that the Emperor, but uh, but that kind of thought process might cross someone's mind who is of that thing i'm like what do you do with a tool that no longer serves a f- purpose right? yeah hey uh i know the emperor made 20 legions and i can name 18 of them do you guys know what happened to the other two <laughs> i think the emperor did something with them you know yeah there's signs hard of, to say hard, hard to, to say. say there's signs of of odd stuff that the emperor does you know does he just cast them aside yeah there's uh even also with the formation of the council of terror too there's the idea of like we do all the fighting, we do all the dying, and then we just give over this empire to you. Yeah. I think that those who thought they might rule, I think that's a little bloated of their own self-image. They never... Like, those are the chinks that chaos uses, I, right? Yes. Like, can you see an emperor's children thinking that? I like, absolutely no, no, no. see it. I earned this. Now this is my kingdom. I, right? yeah. Like, the fear of what happens to them after... Like, that one, I think, resonates much more with me. Like, you are literally designed for a single purpose. Yeah. And that's the Emperor's, like, 
Like, that was his choice to do. Like, I'm only going to make you for one purpose. And don't think too hard about what happens when <laughs> I don't make this purpose anymore, you know? But the idea yeah. that, like, some thought they would, like, rule and, like, be given dominion over humanity. Like, that, it just seems a little too far in my mind. It, it's, I think it's case by case. Like, it, it plays into the Legion's personality. Like, what you're yeah. describing is a lot of what the Luna Wolves, like, what do we do when we're done fighting? Yeah. Whereas, like, I could totally see Emperor's Children being more like, no, we earn this, now we're kings. And yeah, or, or even Ultramarines, it's like, nobles, they're already nobles being inducted into the, you know, they just would go back to their family right, house yeah. and rule it. And even on top of that, you have a, complex, a superiority complex being a space marine, like, you know, oh, we're just going to give this over to inferior humans to screw up. No, 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 I can do a better job. Even right. if it was, like, a noble reason, like, no, 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 I can do better than you, I'll, I'll do it. Well, it sounds like the Emperor. <laughs> yeah, but they're made of the Emperor's, like will and vision so it makes sense one thing i will say is they're not a singular purpose in a lot of cases like space marines do and are good at artistic pursuits and we see that whether or not that's like just a conflicting that wasn't narrative. what they were yeah, made yeah, yeah. for yeah they weren't made to be painters and poets and things but they there but are you can cases. see extra colors and smell them as well right you exactly can draw a pretty sweet painting yeah and again there's, there's evidence of it guys every second spent painting a story is time you didn't spend honing your skill in the training combat. yeah the stroke yeah. of a brush should be a stroke of a chain sword <laughs> that's right it yeah. should be it spilling should of ink be. should be the yes. spilling of blood yes <laughs> all, right. all right same thing <laughs> in the final stages of the great crusade the emperor's most trusted son horus succumbed to chaos temptation Horus was told that the reason the Emperor had left the Great Crusade was so he could attempt to reach godhood, abandon all his sons, and betray one of the central tenets of the Great Crusade, being the denial of all religion. And then at this point, too, there has been some, like, books passed around the Levitico Divinatus. Divinatus. Yeah, where it's, like, actually talking about how the Emperor is a god, and one of the Primarchs wrote it even, and, like... And his entire legion and homeworld (laughs) worships him as a god. Yeah, exactly. So now all of a sudden you're a space marine, and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I just killed a bunch of people for the exact same thing you just (laughs) are doing now. Yeah, like... Like, at least 50 worlds. And we know that the Emperor has no problem being hypocritical. Yeah. Like, that's not in his wheelhouse to consider. Like, he does, he refuses to feel guilty for allowing the Mechanicum to view him as a god. Yeah. He's like, okay, it serves my purpose. I will let it happen. Yeah. You know? So, maybe these people, like all these space marines, like, it's just one more red flag yeah. up in their relationship with their father. <laughs> Grandfather? Yeah, grandpa. Yeah, grandfather. Yeah, grandpappy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grandpappy used to fight side by side with us. He had a flaming sword. Oh, sure he did. <laughs> uh, you're going to tell me he teleported dragons, too. <laughs> uh, Horace saw it as his duty to save the Imperium and turned on his father. Having corrupted half of the Space Marine Legions, Horus led them against the Emperor and plunged the fledgling Galactic Empire into a colossal civil war. This became the most terrible conflict in human history, and billions, need I say trillions, perished as the traitor legions tore apart the empire they had helped to forge. Sad. 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 With the Emperor still on Terra, working on his webway project, and unaware of the looming dangers of rebellion, the Emperor's son Magnus attempted to warn his father of the coming slaughter, but his telepathic message breached the Emperor's psychic wardings at the Imperial Palace and caused a grievous malfunction in the Golden Throne. Yeah. Yeah, this Golden Throne is... 
This is like the beginning of the Emperor's end. Yeah. Really. As soon as Horus breaks that, like, mm-hmm. seal. Sorry. My apologies. As soon as Magnus breaks the seals, like, of between Terra and, like, the warp, that's got to be, like, there's not really a, a clawback moment for the Emperor. Everything seems to slide very much downhill yeah, from that point on. worse and worse. Yeah. yeah. Which, if in a reference to the last episode, is why the Emperor is just like, go get Magnus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just fucked this all. <laughs> like, 40,000 years. My life's You fucked work. me? Yeah. You fucked me? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, okay. Distraught. The Emperor ignored Magnus's warning uh, of that his son Horus had joined Chaos, yeah. which probably shouldn't have ignored. Um, Horus would never do that. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he ignored Magnus's warning and banished his son from his sight. The Emperor then dispatched the Space Wolves under Lehman Rust to bring Magnus back before him in chains. However, the now corrupted Horus intercepted the Emperor's order and changed it, instead ordering the Thousand Sons destroyed. Mm-hmm. And also kind of sealing Magnus in his fate. Magnus comes up one more time in this story, and uh, just remember, he was he was shafted. Pretty hard. Yeah. I, I don't fully agree with Magnus did nothing wrong, but he is probably <laughs> one of the greatest tragedies <laughs> in 40K. You can still do wrong Next things to the Emperor until screwed. The Emperor tragedy? We'll to, yeah. Tragic? Oh, yeah, oh my friend, it, yes. It's his own stew that he the ate. Truest, <laughs> that is the truest form of tragedy, my friend. <laughs> that is. When you sleep uh, in the own bed you made? The yes. ironic tragedy. <laughs> tragedy. Mm-hmm. Usually uh, in the traditional... Okay. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> for the rest of the heresy, the Emperor was forced to deal with the Golden Throne's malfunction, which created a warp breach in the depths of the Imperial Palace. As demons flooded through the breach, the custodian guard and sisters of silence held them at bay, while the emperor punishingly exerted himself on the golden throne to prevent all of Terra itself from being swallowed. Yeah, so the golden throne was like, is this webway portal essentially? And Magnus broke all the warps, and because de- it wasn't ready yet, it wasn't ready. Yeah. yeah, no, he was still working on it, still doing the final touches. He left the Great Crusade to work on this yeah. himself. It's that important. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Magnus came and wrecked it. Now the palace is getting flooded by demons. He got custodes and sisters of silence, like yeah. fighting in the halls. And, and uh, something to note is that this wouldn't, like, not everywhere that opens a hole into the warp is going to flood numerous demons into your town, sure. into your palace. But the chaos, every single amount of focus of the chaos gods that they have is pointed right at Terra yeah. right yeah. now. They have, like, in at whatever point Terra exists in the warp, if it does... Like, I can just imagine a sea of demons. Like, you, it, all it would be is demons. Yeah. And all of them are just pouring all their energy into breaking through yeah. and just assaulting and devouring this planet. Yeah. So, it's not just a little bit of demons. <laughs> you know? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like a, of your demons. run-of-the-mill demonic possession. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. We're not dealing with that. <laughs> We're dealing with a lot. We're probably <laughs> dealing with, like, the most demonic forces ever gathered in the galaxy at one point. Ever. Yeah. Sure. At least maybe until the Cicatrix Maledictum happens. I'll allow that. But yeah. Like. Anyways. (laughs) While the Emperor's attention was directed inward, he tasked Malkador and Rogaldorn to deal with the outward threat of the Chaos Legions. So, while the demons are assaulting from the Immaterium, Mm -hmm. it was the Chaos... The traitor legions now were coming on the Material Plane to attempt to completely siege Terra. Yep. And all the while, the Emperor's just stuck on a throne. And if he gets up, 
that web Earth portal just, just, <laughs> yeah, yes. just gets sucked into the war, yeah, destroyed, ripped like, in yeah, half. It's less, Who knows? less an explosion, more an implosion. Yeah, like, it's just like ooh. a transportation. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Maybe the, the power of the Chaos Gods would just converge and cause it to collapse and disappear, you know? Yeah, Hard to say. Hard to say. Wow, that's a pretty crazy moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to take a quick little ad break. Um, here's... <laughs> we'll be right back. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back. Uh, thank you for that. Staying with us during that break. And yeah. now I think we'll just continue on with the Golden Throne and the Webway Project. For the rest of the heresy, the Emperor was forced to deal with the Golden Throne's malfunction, which created a warp breach in the depths of the Imperial Palace. As demons flooded through the breach, the Custodian Guard and Sisters of Silence held them at bay while the Emperor punishingly exerted himself on the Golden Throne to prevent all of Terra itself from being swallowed. This is another copy-paste moment. Everything is copy and paste. (laughs) I can't read, I can't write. With the war in the webway reaching its climax, and the fate of mankind would soon be decided, he ordered the Sisters of Silence to gather a thousand psychers across the galaxy and sacrifice them to the Golden Throne. This allowed the throne to be powered for a single day without the Emperor's presence, and he used that time to plunge into the webway and rescue the retreating Imperial forces. Uh, how many psychers, or, yeah, psychers, how many are there in the galaxy? More than a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Yeah. A thousand a day. But, yeah, are, they like, are they, like, rare? They are rare, but because you're dealing in a population of, like, quadrillions if not quintillions yeah who knows how many humans are actually out there but yes they are rare so like it's like hard to find yeah a thousand psychers seems like a lot it (laughs) is like it would be a task you know like a a hard quest to do but my uh quick google search says one in a million are a psyker so, so even, it's even few. On Earth, so, so it's when like, you're dealing with rare. quintillions. Like the, if your odds of something are one in a million, yeah. it's never going to happen to you. But if you're dealing with quadrillions of people, but like even on still Earth, isn't that is that seven thousand? Probably do like a quick quick yeah, math like on that or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a thousand per billions million? are uh, or a thousand millions, millions are a billion, million. and we have seven billion. So like this, yeah, I think that checks out. So we could last seven days without the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> is, what you're, is what you're getting at. And yes. everyone should bring their psychers to us here. <laughs> we will handle them with care. We promise. Yeah. But we'll like, definitely get them back. Kind of to tie into that point. I don't know if you mentioned it later, Mark. But like after the internment on the Golden Throne, like you're having that sacrifice happening every day, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a section there of how like it slowly progressively gets worse and worse. Yeah, because and... you need more than just a thousand psychers soon. Yeah. Every day. Afterwards, the Emperor was forced to seal the web. I think you missed a line, unfortunately. Number two. No, no, I'm not doing that one on purpose. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) With the war in the webway was reaching its climax, and the fate of mankind would soon be decided. I did read this. You did read this. Yeah, 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 you did, yeah. Okay, my bad. No, now I'm going to go back to number one. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Go back to the ad break. Just skip skip ahead two pages. (laughs) Afterwards, the Emperor was forced to seal the webway portal on Terra by again becoming a prisoner to the Golden Throne. The Emperor lamented that his great work was ruined and maintained that now that the Webway project had failed, humanity was ultimately doomed. This, that moment right there is probably my favorite moment of the Emperor. Um, He's just, like, helped clear out a portion of the Webway that the 
um, custodies and the Sisters of Silence and even some guardsmen yeah. were fighting. And so he's pulled them out. They're, they have a final moment like of rest where like you can just breathe without being assaulted by demons. Yeah, because like, literally they were in the webway for like... I think years or something. Wasn't it like a seven-year-long war or it, some it was, shit? I can't well, even Like, remember. it would have been from when Magnus broke the seal to when, like, yeah, the horse heresy time, like, is all messed up in the warp Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. They finally have a moment, and one of the custodies turns to the Emperor and says, like, what now? And there's a moment where the Emperor just, like, hangs his head dejectedly and says, I don't know. Yeah. And that is, without a doubt, my favorite moment of the Emperor. He's this... <laughs> omnipotent character who can do anything he wants and everything he does succeeds and he's just so perfect and he can never fail what's it feel like to be human bitch you know yeah like the the Gary Stu has like a flaw yeah <laughs> finally like something has finally happened yeah. that he can't fuck his way out of I don't know you know that's always your solution to everything Eric I don't well know yeah <laughs> it works try it it works <laughs> The final battle, the last act of Horace's rebellion was played out. Oh, I think we missed the last chance for humanity. Oh, we missed one? <laughs> this time we, we did. did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. This uh, computer's a little finicky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it definitely yeah, I'm going to apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, that's of, not your fault at all. Lots of porn on that. <laughs> Uh, the last chance for humanity. Maybe I shouldn't touch his keyboard. <laughs> no, no, you should. Do Not your keys sticketh together. The last chance for humanity. During the siege, uh, the emperor deliberately allowed Magnus the Red to infiltrate the imperial palace, where Magnus came before the emperor on the golden throne. Really? Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Uh, the Emperor actually projects like this barrier around the Imperial Palace when it's being assaulted, and Angron couldn't pass through it. Yeah, like demons can't. Nothing. Yeah, no demon, uh, no demon-touched thing actually can. So this is before Magnus. I mean, because no, I think he is a demon at this point. Because like he, during the Battle of Prospero, he gets his back broken or whatever, and then he. He does his thing with Zinch. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting to note that he can willfully allow specific people through this barrier or whatever. Determined to go through uh, with his vow to slay his father for what happened with the Space Wolves and the Thousand Sons, Magnus powered up his staff to deliver a killing blow to the Emperor upon the Golden Throne. The blow never came as another one of the Emperor's son intercepted intercepted Magnus, eventually defeating and driving him from the halls of the palace. And I bl- was that Vulcan? Yeah, that's Vulcan. I, I don't know how he got there. He just does Vulcan things. He gets tormented for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Vulcan has his own side plot. Yeah, yeah. You know, but basically like, he was no, there, I guess. No, don't kill my father. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Emperor's goals for Magnus uh, were for him to sit upon the Golden Throne to power the Imperial Webway. But his soul was in perpetual bliss as it drifted into the immaterium along the emperor to discover the limits of cosmic knowledge. But this fate would never be. I do enjoy the idea that the emperor was just like, you're kind of just a battery, Magnus. (laughs) (laughs) Have a seat. Have a seat, please. Sure, you're a little more powerful than a double A. (laughs) But you're pretty much the same fucking thing. But I promise your soul will be in bliss as it drifts through the the immaterium. (laughs) The The safest place in the world for you to be. 
to be fair, that does play into the emperor's whole like tools again, right? Like, yeah, are we just tools? Like, how can you ever trust this person? And then you know, yeah, further embittering people who are already angry at the emperor, and then in, entrenching those that are loyal. Like, no, we are his tools, which you hear a lot. Like, yeah, what are the in the angels of death? We are his hands. We are his will. Right? Like, yeah. this constant. I think there are just some people who are bitter about that fact and then there are others who accept it as like this is my fate and sure. like I'm doing this for humanity someone had to like yeah. how could he have done it's this more a, du- a dutiful it? approach yes yeah. exactly and you're right you know we won't have a place when we're done but the humanity will yeah you know maybe the humanity is the friends we made along the way <laughs> while and we exterminated all the, and all the Xenos we killed along the way <laughs> a lot of Xenos <laughs> People don't get it. They don't get how apocalyptic it is. Just murder everything you encounter, planet after planet, for 200 years. You that's don't understand. Lot, that's a lot of death. Do they uh, Do they try to exterminate, like, non-sentient xenolife? Uh, no, it's only intelligence. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No. I think it's mainly ones that pose a threat. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there are some, like, those megarachnids or whatever that they just wipe out or try to don't succeed (laughs) one of the only ones but yeah yeah. and i I like anything that might be a threat and they normally only like i think at at some point they only focus on planets that have like strategic value or resources that they go because they must not go after every single planet because you would slow to a crawl you know you'd go after like it's called the great crusade eric yeah but (laughs) it wouldn't be great if you weren't just crawling i don't even know if there's enough time in 200 years to do as much killing across the entirety of the galaxy as they did. Unless they, are, unless they are skipping some things. You know, like, this is a planet that we might want later, but it, sure. it's not a threat to us right now um, because the people on it don't even know what space is. <laughs> so we'll skip it. You know, like, that must have happened. They're like Stone Age people or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they must have skipped some stuff. Yeah, how many? Like, there's only like yeah. 200 years is not a lot of it minutes. It only and, ended and at 200 years though. Because, oh, actually, they were getting they were getting close to the, to the end. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, you come across whole empires maybe where it's like they just join and now you got a new hundred worlds and now they're fighting this whole space and now you're like we don't need to worry about that yeah yeah section. we'll let you do this yeah. we'll keep moving on sure. Still a lot of death. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, don't want to belittle the death. Yeah, yeah. No, of course <laughs> not. No, it's still a stupid amount of death. <laughs> yeah. One death is a tragedy. A million is a statistic. <laughs> a trillion is forty k. <laughs> the final battle, the last act of Horus's rebellion, was played out above Terra, as the Emperor led a desperate assault against Horus's flagship. After the treacherous War Master deliberately lo- lowered his void shield. That's an invitation for a final duel. Though, though the Emperor was a uh, being of unfathomable psychic and physical might, Horus had become mighty indeed, bloated with the powers of all four Chaos Gods and gaining the Emperor's own powers <clears> on <throat> Moloch. Yeah, he, that's cool. He went to Moloch as well. Yeah, he went through the gateway. Cool. He like personally visited all the Chaos Gods. Cool. After a tragic battle, and through heartbroken at the loss of his favorite son, the Emperor finally slew Horus through the struggle, um, let, left him to close... Though the, the struggle. struggle. Oh, though the struggle left him close to death. Yeah, it's the that classic... You wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> That's the classic, like, you perform the killing blow, and a killing blow is struck back at you. You're so evenly matched. Yeah. Classic yeah. samurai movie. 
Yeah. But sheathing it, the blade. But it is worth noting though, like when the Emperor wanted Horus dead, at least in older lore, when the Emperor wanted him dead, Horus was dead. Like yeah. we have it wasn't He a wasn't challenge. just dead. Yeah. He was scoured from the face of existence. Yeah. Um yeah, like look this is what I was saying at the beginning. Like we don't know how this battle plays out. There's some so, uh, some of the lore says that Olianus persons comes and shows up and when Horus kills him he sees his longtime friend die, and that's finally like, fuck you, Horace, now you're dead. Boom. But, like, all the lore, sometimes they say it's Sanguinius that that happens with, or a custode walks in, and that happens to a custode. Regardless, when the Emperor is like, okay, Horace, fuck you. Yeah, when he's finally, de- <laughs> when he's finally decided that he's beyond redemption. Yeah. Yeah, that's when, like, he just scours, like, his body disappears. Yeah. And that's different as well, because apparently... They make Horus clones later. But you can't do that if, if his body gone. burns away in yeah. the Emperor fire. So that obviously is going to change. Well, like, who knows, man? Like, To be you, fair, like, if have... there's a little bit of bloodshed, maybe on a ship deck. Or, you know, all, all his uh, genetic children that have been made. Astarte. Mm. Like, there's a lot of genetics of Horus running around. It's all I'm <laughs> Lots you of know. little Horuses. Yeah. <laughs> little... One, at least. <laughs> sure. Um in this state, he was found by Wurl Goldorn. The dying emperor dedicated plans for the arcane life support machine, or dictated, sorry, plans for the arcane life support machine that would sustain his remaining cells for over 10,000 years. And he was subsequently interred, subsequently <laughs> interred in his alternate version of the Golden Throne, and the Horus Heresy was over. Wow. Yeah. Sort of like a version of being mummified. <laughs> Absolutely. But while you're alive, though. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the pictures No, but that's artwork. the idea of being mummified is... To like, preserve. Yeah, yeah, to preserve. But also your mind is in there while you're like screaming your psychology for all time. <laughs> that's why mummies are so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's like... Yeah. That's the end of the Horus Heresy, but it's also the beginning of the stagnation of the Imperium. As soon as the Emperor, like, the visionary, the All dictator the leaves. progress. And yeah. 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 Sad. It's a damn shame. It's a damn <laughs> shame. Let's talk about So his. much potential. <laughs> that's funny, because that's a line that Horace says. Oh, really? Yeah, when he goes back in time to visit uh, the gene vaults on Terra where he sees the Primarch Project and all his brothers laid out in their pods before him, he gets angry and he smashes his fist on the second... One of the missing ones. Yeah, yeah. it's either the second or the 11th, right? One yeah. of those. And he says, what a shame for the loss of my brother. Mm. What a shame. <laughs> Jordan's not the Emperor. Jordan's <laughs> Horus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about internment on the Golden Throne. Enthroned within the life-sustaining golden throne, <laughs> the Emperor's will has transcended his maimed body, now divorced from the day-to-day running of the Imperium. Do you guys think I should write, like, a novel or anything? Like, you should I call it you Throne. <laughs> throne World. <laughs> That's a book, I think. <laughs> it is. Carry on. Uh, now, his will is interpreted and executed by the High Lords of Terra. His worship is regulated by the Ecclesiarchy, his law enforced by the Adeptus Arbites, his form guarded by the Adeptus Custodes, and his people protected from the horrors of the galaxy and from even themselves <laughs> by the Inquisition. That was pretty good, actually. You should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> the Emperor is confined within the Golden Throne, vast biomechanical machinery forming the great Sanctum Imperialis, located deep within the continent-spanning complex on Terra known as the Imperial Palace. 
There, the Emperor's physical form is sustained by carefully maintained machinery and now failing machinery, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's been remarked multiple times that... It's failing. Um, yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. There's some stuff about the failings. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, physically, the enthroned emperor of mankind is a ravaged corpse. The last surviving cells in his shattered body are sustained by the golden throne, providing an anchor for the emperor's spirit, which extends across the entire perium. <laughs> just nice. A, just a couple cells. Just a couple. Uh, it's just so crazy. The blow struck by Horus was so strong so perverted and twisted by chaos that the emperor who is a perpetual cannot regenerate he can't regenerate back from it well that's one of the theories is that could he regenerate if he's detached from the throne and they just have to roll those dice because the throne is maybe what's keeping him in this we won't get too far down that yeah 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 but but it's a conversation worth having eventually we want the tales of the war yeah yeah, Yeah, for sure okay yeah but yeah that it's just a crazy that like they must know there's really only a couple cells that are living, and they're just doing their best. Like they, there's like a little patch of skin or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's a single hair living. growing in the yeah. head. Oh my God. They wash it every day, you know. <laughs> um, the emperor and the golden throne continue to function through the daily sacrifice of thousands of psychers. While his body is sustained, his will endures, and I believe the current number is up to ten thousand a day. I don't think it's that high. <laughs> 50,000. <laughs> Can we do the math on that? 1,000 psychers per day for 40,000? No. 10,000. 10, 10,000. It's a I'm lot of psychers. Keep reading. Keep reading. I want to know what that number is. His <laughs> existence is said to be an unending torment, with his every thought enslaved to the task of ruling, guiding, and protecting his race. Ultimately, it is only his will to endure that allows him to survive, as he knows his death would lead to the destruction of the Imperium and leave mankind without the guidance it needs to survive. Now, guidance, like, it's not an act, it's not a metaphor. He's talking about actual guidance in the warp. So, like, one of the really important reasons that he's on the throne and he survives is because his will is directing the Astronomicon, which is the signal in the warp that allows his ships to sail through it and as soon as like you remove that signal like humanity is plunged into darkness darkness. yeah Yeah. which is what happens on the dark side of the cicatrix right yeah but they're still there yeah but they're like ravaged and they're they're like if the humanity was limping along before yeah now they're on the back pedal and they're being pushed back like it's like, there's no... You can't get reinforcements as fast. Like, your astropathic choir isn't going to function as strongly. So, like, he means, like, an actual guiding. He's the guide for yeah. humanity. And then you can extrapolate that to other guidances that may or may not be the emperor. Yeah. If we go into, it, There's like, enough visions of him yeah, floating religious around. religious experiences that people have all across the Imperium that claim the emperor spoke to me. I had a vision. He said this yeah. and that. And may may not be true. We don't know, but... Yeah. It may be true. It's and possible. It might be the, the, the Emperor's least. spirit reaching yeah. out from the throne like, you, I need you to do this. You, yeah. I need you to do this. Well, when you're powered by 14,600,000,000 dead psychers, you could <laughs> reach out and touch a you lot know, of I'm things. Surprised that number is actually that low, to be honest. I thought it would have been. Oh, you more. want more? I, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's up it the dose to 50,000 a day. <laughs> okay, I'm going to crunch these numbers. Let's see if <laughs> Yes, we can do it, boys. <laughs> All right. The 40K times. His will is omnipotent, extending across a million worlds that comprise his Imperium. 
For 10,000 years, the master of mankind has served humanity, simultaneously carrying out a multitude of tasks vital to its survival. All at once, he guides his race through the emperor's turret, soulbind psychers, holds audiences with his most important servants, and directs the astronomicon beacon that guides space vessels through the warp. The the soulbinding psychers is pretty cool. Her soulbind, um, what kind is it? The navigators, the ones no, that no, go no. blind. The, the choirs, yeah. Oh, yeah. The navigators have the uh, the, the astropaths. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they burn their eyes out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They, it's not intentional. It's just a side effect from the soulbinding. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that cruel. <laughs> You're gonna lose your vision. It's an accident, though. It's gonna hurt like a bitch. Too. <laughs> I like, like, even though. His body is like dead. Yeah. There's only cells. There is something special about being in the room with his body. Like something that you don't really get on the other side of the doorway. It's kind of like just his presence fills that entire space. Sanctum. Yeah. yeah. Just breathe deep. <laughs> just waft that emperor air and then into your body. Bam, your eyes. <laughs> oh, no. explode out of your head. <laughs> um, we mentioned this on the Custodes episode, but just on that note. Like the custodes armor itself, actually, like the three hundred, yeah, yeah, who are personally present in the chamber with the emperor's standing vigil. Like their armor blackens in his presence. <laughs> yeah, it gets like their gold. It's just yeah. like assaulted with power yeah. and energy. Yeah, is it like so light it just burns everything? <laughs> and... Yeah, I don't know if it's like a, a physical property or just a psychic energy or what it is yeah. that's causing this effect. But there's a real effect going yeah. on. His immense psychic powers constantly keep the chaos gods in the warp at bay, preventing their intrusions into the material universe and protecting his people throughout the galaxy. I've always wondered what that actually means because they break through the warp all the time. Yeah. But could it be worse? It could that, always be worse. It almost, <laughs> it could always that almost be seems worse. like a, an ecclesiarchal propaganda sure. line to me. Like, the emperor protects you. If, yeah. You know? If it wasn't for the emperor, corn would be on your doorstep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because the truth is, you know, put enough sacrifices on that planet and <laughs> Bloodthirster is coming through. <laughs> yeah. so, regardless of whether the emperor wants there to be one or not. Sure. So, yeah. Um, and on that note, too, um, is he still keeping the webwig portal shut as well i or think that get fixed i think that's a big portion of where yeah, his energy goes yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 okay just just double check so on terra definitely makes sense that he is holding holding that door, that door shut and keep yeah. in mind again that it's, the level of demonic incursion that he's holding yeah back. and it's also deteriorating that's another thing like the webway portions in there are like collapsing everything's falling apart the Emperor's role as guardian of mankind seems to have been predestined for him. Without the Emperor, there would be no Imperium, little space travel, and no protection from the multitude of threats facing mankind. The Emperor knows that to protect his race, he must survive as long as necessary for the emerging race of psychic humans to evolve sufficiently. In the millennia since his ascension to the Golden Throne, the Emperor has become a god to his people, the worship of him uniting humanity throughout its Imperium superstition and dogma replacing his doctrines of the imperial truth yeah yeah like in 40k he's a completely different person than 30k is he even a person uh, <laughs> completely different corpse <laughs> yeah. um yeah 
we're going to go and just touch on the Golden Throne, the Webway Project, and the Astronomicon real quick. But I really do, like Not Eric like we've said, touched on it at all throughout yeah. this episode. <laughs> like, but go listen to, like, the actual Astronomicon episode and, like, we talk about they the go Golden into- Throne and, like, how it kind of all plays. Because yeah. they're kind of – they're all connected, really. They're all connected, yeah. whether intentionally or not. Some They're all connected. At the very least, they're all connected through the Emperor, yeah. you know. So we'll kind of pack that just real quick here. Uh, the Golden Throne was thought to be an ancient relic discovered long ago by the Emperor. It was eventually to be used for providing human access to the Elder Webway. Uh, having this fixed point of entry was meant to free humanity from its reliance on warp ships and astrotelepathy. Telepathy. Um, since the original webway was built of a, a physically resistant material which humans could not replicate, the Emperor used his powers via the Golden Throne to protect the human-built section from the warp. The Golden Throne is also connected to a massive warp beacon known as the Astronomicon, which generates a system of signals and making it faster than light travel in the Imperium possible. Finally, the Golden Throne was uh, fitting with fitted with stasis fields and uh, psi fusion reactors, and now acts as a life support system for the emperor. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Vulcan is the one who made the changes to the Golden Throne to allow it to actually be a life support system. No, I thought the emperor dictated to Rogel. Oh, maybe I then Rogel Dorn told Vulcan, and Vulcan did it. Then I think yeah, the emperor maybe. dictated to Rogel Dorn more about the defenses of Terra, and. Because I don't remember, I'm I totally may be wrong. I don't know. There's, like you said in the beginning, there's so much weird confusion around a lot of stuff that happens in yeah. this time. But um, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that Vulcan actually made changes. I think to he fixes it. No, 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 he comes in and fixes it. I think like much later. Like, well, I think he also does that. Like that's after War of the Beast time, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, um, Vulcan does a couple of things a couple of different times. Vulcan, well, well, Vulcan lives or Vulcan does? Vulcan does. does. <laughs> Vulcan does. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Uh, by the late by late M thirty six, the Golden Throne began to require more and more sorry <clears throat> sacrifice of psychers to remain functional. By early M forty one, four times the amount of psychers were required <gasps> To maintain optimal power levels of the throne. Okay, Just multiply so, the 16 billion by four. Yeah, so we have 1,000 years of at least four times psycho output. Like All right. That. Go back to the formula. <laughs> Adjust. Well, you just Adjust. divide it by four, and then that's how it would be in the last one year. Or 1,000 years. Dun, dun, so dun, at least four billion in one year. It's hmm. a lot. <laughs> that's nice. still not what I'm looking for. <laughs> in the last year of M41... Tech priests discovered failures in the mechanisms of the Golden Throne that are far beyond their ability to repair. Little does anyone know, during the Horus Heresy, Vulcan installed a surprise on the Golden Throne for the forces of chaos. This device acts as a dead man switch, which would destroy not only the Imperial Palace, but also all of Terra, should the Golden Throne fail. This would deny the forces of chaos from ever taking the throne world. Nice. Okay, so we definitely know Vulcan was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vulcan does. Vulcan does. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Golden Throne has like four different parts. Like it originally was found as this ancient device that was then remodified into an actual throne. 
Then, eventually, the Emperor, like, ties the Astronomicon to it so he can still sit there, guide the light of the Emperor. But, like, the Astronomicon is, like, across the planet. Yeah, it's it's like a ball yeah. with a bunch of psychers inside of it focusing yeah. on some energy. Yeah, it's, like, on the top of some crazy mountain yeah. or something. Like, But it's a different thing. And then, eventually, also, it was turned into the life support system like we know. And then, also, eventually, it was turned into the Dead Man switch that just would blow up all of Terra. So, we're looking forward to that. <laughs> do you do you think with Games Workshop writing that uh, tech priests discovered failures in the mechanism of the Golden Throne that are far beyond the ability to repair? Is that them setting up a failure in the Golden Throne? Because they seem, in the past six years, they have advanced the story more than they did in like the last 20-some yeah. years. Yeah. So do you think that they are going to explore that? No, because they wrote that part when it was always supposed to be like the minute to midnight clock is about to strike 12 everything is going wrong will it won't it yeah so no absolutely not. you don't think so well it's game over man at that point like the emperor gets up oh great or the emperor dies no no, no oh, he would great. die like 40k is not 40k anymore yeah right? yeah exactly like i think they would have to do so much stuff before they brought the emperor back like you know you'd have to bring all the fucking primarchs back and but hmm. then i'm long gone so <laughs> well know. we're dead in another country point, even yeah, how many <laughs> how many book series would that take exactly <laughs> fuck <laughs> Took us this long to get through the horror series. Oh my! This next series is called the Rebirth of the Primarchs, and we are so excited to bring you a six hundred book oh. series. That's fucked. Um. Yeah. So that kind of concludes like the Emperor, his deeds, what he's up to, what his he's life, done, his history, his yeah. death. Not all of it can't really be counted on for truth. <laughs> Everything that we just said in the last hour and a half, yeah, it's I wouldn't tell anyone else. Up. That. Might be made up. Might very well be Christian. Don't tell that to people. <laughs> Got a good thing going here. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about his personality next. Uh, I wrote a couple things. Well, he's kind of a dick. Um, if you read any book with him, he's always kind of just like this arrogant dickhead. He's like, too busy thinking about the needs of billions and trillions yeah. to care what your individual wants or desires are. Yeah. And it is a dick, but I think it's a necessary dickness. <laughs> like, I don't think so, but he is a dick, but he's not a hundred percent an asshole. <laughs> you know? Ah. Just the scrot in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. He, he does a bunch of crazy things. Like, even the way he treats, like, the other Primarchs. Some of them he's super friendly with. Others he's, like, intentionally hostile with. Some he'll do competitions and drink with. Others it's just, like... Two things, I'll but, say. But is it all, sorry, uh, is it all, like, calculated? Like, he does it on purpose? Or is he a little bit, like, impulsive? And... Bipolar? Yeah. <laughs> Almost like he's a bunch of different souls in one body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a good question for the Tales of the Warm, because we'll get into it a little bit more. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more of some of the Okay, because I just want to challenge your dickishness. So Yeah. I'll, uh, um, he's I'll, also... I want to uh, present my dick to your dick <laughs> and compare, uh, like... dick measuring contest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to lose, Christian. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> Who's his or mine? Yours. <laughs> um, the Emperor is also unpredictable. Um, like, he just does a bunch of things where you think, well, maybe. I don't think he told that. anyone that he was about to leave the Great Crusade yeah. until he was like, <laughs> peace. <See ya. laughs> Seems like a dickish thing to do to just abandon your project. Some yeah. would say Mid-swing. also oh. <laughs> a little unpredictable. 
Um, he's clearly a megalomaniac. Like just, <laughs> everything is just about him and what he wants to do. It doesn't even yeah. matter that those other perpetuals that are older than him and are still alive yeah. to forty k times it doesn't matter what they. Think. His vision of what humanity <laughs> needs to be is the right vision, and he doesn't care what you think and what your opinions are yeah. because. He, like, no one could know better than him. Yeah. It's, like, definitely some narcissism in there as well, that he is the smartest, he is the best suited, no one else could possibly approach him. Uh, on the flip side, though, like, isn't that earned, though? Like, is he wrong? I'm not saying whether, it, like, it's right or wrong, but that's how he is. Sure. <laughs> um, one th- good thing about him, though, is he's very charismatic. You know, he's got a fantastic <laughs> smile, great laugh. You say charismatic, and I say manipulative. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's funny. The Emperor is always described as charismatic. Like, most dictators are pretty charismatic. Yeah, yeah, most cult leaders are. (laughs) People absolutely adored the Emperor. Like, you would scream and cry, and you'd feel like he's probably... It's a religious experience to encounter him, yeah. Yeah. Did they, though? Because people allegedly adore Kim Jong-il. Ooh. I right. Is that the propaganda? Yeah, the right. propaganda. <laughs> or is that because say, like you live in a society where if you don't uh, you express, <laughs> yeah, express your ador- adoration, I for fully <laughs> believe that he would, he could manipulate entire <clears throat> populations and planets through warp powers. That he is like, I'm going to bathe this planet in adoration, yeah. and. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. If you don't worship me, you might get shot. But you're going to have no choice because it's just going to suffuse Impulsive. your entire soul with the need to just fucking get up and dance. That's exactly. what you're making me want to do yeah, right yeah. now. Praise <laughs> <laughs> Emperor. That's exactly. Yeah, it. he does yeah. the opposite thing. Like when he chastises the word bearers, right? He makes them all kneel. Exactly. Him in the yeah. Dirt. So like, he can like put out massive fields of energy to like force people to do what he wants. He's a manipulator. Yeah. Some people call it charismatic. Some people just call it warp manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Very core. There's a really cool Brandon Sanderson novel um, where they people like ingest metals and they like burn these metals in their body to have like an effect. And one of them is she. Uh, they can actually manipulate people's moods as they burn these metals inside. And that's exactly how I cool. see it. He's just like putting this force field out. He's like, I want everyone. Like I'm I'm delivering a rousing speech and we're about to go campaign. So I want everyone to get filled with bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what he's projecting yeah, out. Yeah. But now, like, um, this is a vigil over some great hero of the Imperium we lost. Like, hey, everyone's going to be super sad, but I'm going to compound that. And I'm going to project, like, a depressed sadness and wailing over it. So yeah, I like to think that that's definitely within his capability. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So he also cares about humanity. That's nice. That is a personality trait like he is driven solely for the fact that he wants humanity to survive he cares about what happens and he's so convinced that like it will not survive unless these necessary steps are taken yeah for your own good the classic mantra of every good dictator (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah there's kind of two things like there's the emperor during the great crusade and then there's the emperor in 40k so during (laughs) the great crusade uh the emperor was a lot warmer Towards people, especially. His body was definitely because of <laughs> pumping blood. <laughs> when you could hug him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but he even went as far to call his um, Primarch sons. <laughs> where in 40k, he does not. He calls them tools. 
Um, and it's like this shift. So when Reboot Gilliman meets the Emperor in M41, he was disturbed by what has, had become of his father's mental state. He felt that the Emperor had lost all pretenses of humanity and gave off an overwhelming sense of coldness. Like he just wasn't there anymore. All that was holding him together was just that drive to keep humanity going. Yeah. Like there's no... I think that argument in the after interment, um, like that coldness... Like, Reboot saw him when he was flesh and blood. Yeah. That's the last time he would have seen him. And now he's seeing him where every single shred of his will is devoted somewhere else. Yeah. Like, it's possible that he just can't afford to show his, like, children. Yeah. But I, I think it it would be a decline. Like, I 100% agree with the fact that, yeah, he would change over 10,000 years of constant torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. For people that if he was witnessing them... They are doing dumb shit all the time. <laughs> and he is suffering for yeah. those people, and they don't care at all. I, so, yeah, I would be a little upset if I was the Emperor, too. <laughs> Two counterpoints. One, there's a whole thing about how the Emperor portrays himself to other people, and there are mentions of other people getting that cold vibe from him, even when he was alive. Yeah. So I don't think it's strictly a 40K, 30K dynamic. Too. Yeah, it and, it gets, and that's what it gets messy. The emperor presents himself differently to different people, so it's hard to pin down what is the real emperor and yeah. how much are you projecting and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the other thing about Gulliman, Gulliman's assessment, we still don't even know, like, did he talk to the emperor? Did he not? He went into a room and he says he did, but yeah. then you know, like... They say he was mind-wiped after. He says he doesn't even know. Yeah. Like, Who so, was... Gulliman was mind-wiped yeah, after? Yeah, Gulliman says he doesn't really remember what happened in there. He just remembers, like, pretty much what I wrote down. Yeah, what's, like, what's the point? Do, do you not remember even talking about this? I don't know what the point of bringing Reboot Gilliman back to the setting was, Eric. I really... <laughs> I really That's don't... a better question for the people I, that why you went and talked... I really don't oh, know. I know, actually. It's, it's money. Oh, <laughs> the answer is money. Ah, and that's what the emperor is after too. The answer has always been money. Give us that imperial tie. <laughs> yeah, it's all a big elaborate scam. The emperor's like off in the Bahamas somewhere <laughs> with a farmer's wife. Yeah, farmer's yeah. wife. Yes. Yeah. It Raking in those imperial back. tithes. <laughs> it all comes back. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So his personality, like Christian said, it's hard to pin down. Like he is a different person to different people. Um, Horace and him had a very good relationship. Man, it's manipulative. Yeah. It's nothing if not manipulative. It is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you trust trust any of the caring feelings he had when he... Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But if it's for a good cause... Oh, it's totally fine then. No, no, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It depends on what is morality. Moving on. (laughs) I don't know. Morality is whoever has the biggest gun. Well, and the Emperor is the biggest moral person. Yeah, he makes the judgment of what's moral and not. Yes. Just like when he was a little boy. Great crusade. Great well, time. Great time. Speaking Greatest. of the biggest gun, let's talk about what the Emperor, like what we've witnessed the Emperor could do, what he was capable of. How big was his dick? I mean, his gun. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Emperor was a master psyker, so we know that. But here's some cool things that he yeah, he, he he had a genius level intellect with expertise in any number of areas, uh, whether it's genetics, philosophy, statecraft, military tactics, a variety of technologies, understanding of space and the void beyond what space we considered time. understanding yeah. of the warp. Yeah, absolutely. Relations yeah. to like even old one technology such yeah. as the webway he was familiar with. Yeah. Like truthfully, I don't think there was a human subject that he wouldn't know everything there is to know about it. Yeah, yeah. He would be along the journey as these things are discovered. Like, he's yeah. there as people are discovering, you know, um, black holes. 
he knows all about them. You know, he he's there as they're discovering quantum physics and mechanics. Yeah. So. I I really like that picture you put of like um, the emperor's time was now. It's like he knew all this technology. He knew geneticists. Like he could obviously like, unwrap the mysteries of his body just through psychic knowledge alone or yeah. psychic investigation. Yeah, he but, can yeah. see the individual cells <laughs> exactly. But how do you tell someone? <laughs> exactly. Cells? Yeah, I really like that image. That yeah, he was just a man out of his time. But eventually. He, you know, time caught up with him. Time caught yeah. up with him. It's just a matter of waiting and waiting for yeah. the right moment. And yeah, that's him planning the Catan. Yeah, he's like, okay, I can't use this now. Yeah, but there's going to be a time, probably, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> when I can use it. Yeah. So. How do you think? Just in the topic of science, how do you think he stacks up against, say, like the Necron? As a genuine, I'm not like taunting. I don't but, think like, that he like. Okay, the Infinite and Divine is like a. Have you read it? No. Okay. It is such a good book. And I'm not just saying that as a Necron fanboy. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot from people. Yeah, but, like, yeah. there's many books in 40K I'm not scared to shit on. <laughs> but that book, like, the perspective that Necron have over, like, time and space and technology, like, they actually are performing, like, true magic because it's at their own knowledge. It's not borrowing power from somewhere else. Yeah. And even with the Emperor, like, he discovers a lot of Dark Age tech. Stuff that he didn't necessarily have a no. hand in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a genuine question. Of, like, yeah. where, does, where does he fit on the scale of I think the all Necron, knowledge that could exist I think in that science? in terms of Necron technology, they still outclass him. I'd say so. Um, yeah. They don't have, like, fucking star cannons or whatever. <laughs> black hole guns. I don't even know. The, Aust- the oh, Fuck. There's a Necron device where it's a star map and they can just <laughs> destroy a star by touching it on that map. But the Emperor can do that with his mind. Can he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> can he make that device so anyone can use it? The Great Crusade would have been a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting thing, though, about the Emperor. So do you think that he even doesn't understand some of the Dark Age technology? Because if he can communicate to people... They he can... was there when Dark Age exactly, was created. Yeah. But listen, yeah. like if the Golden Throne is failing and he can communicate to people, can they not tell him what the problem is? <laughs> and he can say, hey, use this wrench to screw that bolt in a little tighter. No. <laughs> well, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like you'd think he would be able to. But like he found this device thousands of years ago. Does he really know how to make it work? And then he's... So that's maybe like, like a gap yeah. in his knowledge. Yeah, I'd say like, yeah, he's not all knowing. I agree. He's not omnipotent, but I think in any of the human subjects, sure. he knows everything. Sure. Sure. All right. As a psyker of such power and potency, he defies classification. Uh, to put it simply, he can, among other things, teleport himself, raise the spirits of the dead as an army of vengeance, repair damaged machines, heal injuries, read minds, communicate telep- telepathically, enhance his own body with psychic powers unmake lesser warp entities and even stronger warp <laughs> entities like a demon primarch yeah. with his presence he can create and maintain a small sun with his psychic powers he can blast off psychic energies create beacons with himself like he can he can place his own soul into the warp and like travel him and malkador do that on many occasions yeah. he even did it with horus a lot while yeah. horus was be- like beginning his um, advancement to the Siege of Terra, him and, yeah. It, 
he can teleport into the farmer's wife. No, when, <laughs> no, he's into the farmer, and then he goes into the farmer's wife. Well, he can teleport mid mid <laughs> mid thrust. Yeah, yeah he's stamper. He can do whatever he wants. He comes in and out as every thrust. Does he like maximum enjoyment <laughs> only for the good zero part. effort? <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> He's really good at baking cakes. <laughs> his psychic powers were so great that its energies altered his genome and physiology in the womb and rendered him immortal. Do you like, think there's a level of perpetual beyond perpetual? Like, perpetuals can be killed. Yeah, and I think even perpetuals have different levels amongst themselves. Like, Just like speed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, like, the, in the end, they technically could all regenerate from the same thing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah unless you get hit by, like, that Vulcarite. Fulgurite. Fulgurite. Yeah. Yeah, Fulgurite. Which is, incidentally, wasn't it made with the Emperor's own power? So, I think the first time it was, it was an accident. But I think it's technically, as as long as any warp lightning enters sand, you can create Fulgurite. Like, it's way more stupid common <laughs> than, you than, would it, think. than it should be. A god-killing... Material. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everywhere. <laughs> uh, the Emperor is capable of stopping time for undetermined lengths and guiding his servants through manipulation, sheer influence. Uh, if you believe the tarot is actually a part of him, then he is constantly, like, millions of times a second. Because the tarot's yeah. got to be pulled so often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's constantly, like, manipulating and trying to, like, guide humanity through Every this Every time thing. he's just like, yeah, the cards are saying you should join the guard. <laughs> 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 yeah, the cards are saying you should charge that Termagon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, he seems to project a glamour as everyone who interacts with him experiences something different, with the only exception perhaps being Blanks. Yeah, there's a couple times Blanks have said that they can see the true face of yeah. the Emperor. Yeah, I forget exactly how that's worked. But then can we trust them? So is the Emperor projecting something on them, too? Like, he's so powerful, he overpowers their blankness? Because we remember we've compared blanks to... I do think that the Emperor is more than capable of overpowering any blanks. So this glamour um, that projects him as, like, eight feet tall... Golden. Golden god shining. I'm a golden god! (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like... That's not who he, what he actually looks like, you know? Maybe he's, like, psychically changing himself and he's altered himself. Yeah, I kind of wonder, like, uh, does no one really know what he's like because he's projecting a perception about what he, like, actually is. So that's why the Sisters of Silence, like, as these blanks, apparently they can see the true face of the Emperor and they've sworn themselves to silence, never to talk about what they see. But um, in the moments in the Solar War when he is in the warp and Horus is there, um, the setting is like there's a fire and there's a frozen wasteland and forest behind him and he's sitting in front of this fire. And he just looks like an old dude. He's old, he's stretched, he's tired, thin. Everything that like would never represent the Emperor is like... Frail. Yeah, frail, like ready to give up at a moment's notice, like... Yeah, that's kind of what he's projecting. And I do like to imagine, like, that's his mind, you know? Like, after everything he's been through, everything he's seen, how yeah. do you not just give up at some point? He's just so strong of will. Man of many wills. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back to blanks. Sorry. Before we got one more point, well, I'll just say it. Foresight that makes an Eldar's knees weak. Of course. Palm sweaty. <laughs> Mom <Yeah>. spaghetti. <laughs> In the heart of the craft world, Eldari. <laughs> yeah, like he's... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, he clearly is manipulating everything, even, like, we talked about him putting the dragon on Mars. Like, how much of that was foresight? We don't know. Exactly, but it's yeah. it's talked about that he has this it's, ability. It's very possible that he did foresee it, and yeah. he did put it up there very specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the comparison that you make with the Eldar. Because, yeah, what they wouldn't give to be able to have his foresight. Yeah. Almost everything the Eldar do derives from them looking at the schemes of yeah, fate. Yeah, like their leaders are just literally making choices based off that. They are desperate. <laughs> desperate to try and figure out what comes next. So, yeah. yeah. And the only time the Emperor was ever clouded, it says, in his like oh, yeah. vision, was right around the Siege of Terra and the Horus Heresy. And... It's the focus of all the Chaos Gods. When all of them were pointed at one thing, there's so much turmoil. Like, he couldn't look into the warp. The future was clouded to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What, uh, is there, like, any real explanation for why he's so, why he is so uniquely gifted? Because, like, why don't any other perpetuals ever develop the same? Well, perpetual and psychic power are not, Mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive, yeah. Okay. You can be a perpetual and have no psychic powers. Okay. And you can be a psyker and have no healing regenerative ability whatsoever. But there's never been another person who is both? I'm sure there has been, but okay. he's different. A, I think because of his origin story, in my opinion, is the, the shamans. Right, right, right. So, yeah. like, thousands of people coalescing into yeah, one yeah, being. Yeah, yeah. And, and created then, him, yeah. sort of. And then when he goes to Moloch... Apparently, he gets, like, supercharged. Yeah. So, he, like, takes a portion of the warp chaos god's understanding of how the warp works, and so he's able to yeah. draw more power. And yeah, you put a little warp dust in a spoon, heat up the spoon. <laughs> tie off a little bandage <laughs> around the arm. <laughs> Fucking bingo bang. And you'll understand everything <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> it's all it takes, Christian. Now roll up your sleeve. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's a psycho, and basically, you know, if you're ever writing a story about him, you could write him doing any power you wanted, and it would be feasible. Absolutely, you yeah. know. There's not much. Other than reason. getting off that throne. <laughs> That's, well, we'll get to that, Eric, why? <laughs> okay, okay, so something I wanted to say about Blanks and the Emperor. <laughs> no, 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 let's derail a little more. Okay, <laughs> go. Um, so the Blanks, like the Sisters of Silence, constantly walked beside him. Yeah. Like, they were there, they were his left hand, the, custod- the custodies were his right hand. But the Blanks, they, sub- they they project an aura of nullification of warp energies around them, to where, like, things just don't work around a certain radius around them. How could the Emperor's glamour, how could his powers work while the Blank is right there, unless Blanks mean nothing to him? Yeah. And so at that point... Do the blanks mean anything to, like, any of the higher chaos powers? Like, so your whole thing of stringing blanks across the galaxy actually may not be feasible. No, 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 it is. It is. I think Trust me. Trust I... me. Don't <laughs> poo on that idea. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that in the same way that there's different power levels of psychers, there are different levels of blanks. Yeah. But <clears throat> I'm, I'm hoping that that doesn't become a common theme. The last thing I would want to see is someone like a blank and like this one would actually be able to destroy the emperor. Sure. Yeah. So I hope that they don't like write anything about that. But I like thinking that, (laughs) yes, there are levels and he's just so leaps and bounds above anything we can comprehend that no blank could ever touch him. Yeah. Like we know there are levels to psychers like 
GW is even classified them. Yeah, we have the Imperium. Yeah, yeah. even yeah, and like so, if psychers and blanks are on the same coin, you know, we have levels for one. I'm assuming we're going to have levels going in the opposite direction. I think that's a rational thought process, almost like a number line. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) negatives, rational numbers. Yeah, but yeah, I think the emperor. Like, if that number line exists, he's not on that number line. Yeah. It's impossible to actually quantify what he is capable of, you know? Like, maybe all maybe he could have actually just destroyed a Chaos God if he wanted to. He could just <laughs> walk into the work, into their realm, and destroy them. Maybe he has a reason for not doing it, you know? Everything he He'll does is it. very specific. Yeah. So Maybe he killed Horse's soul. A horse is the ultimate blank. Now he's turning horse to a weapon against chaos. You're going to have definitely have to speak up louder than that. I said, what if the emperor <laughs> destroyed Horus's soul and made Horus a blank and turned him into a weapon against chaos? Well, you got to lay off that warp. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't Eric, have been injected you so much. <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we ready to move on past his powers? Yes, let's I talk, think so. Let's talk about church. We could talk about his powers forever. <laughs> yeah, the ecclesiarchy and the imperial cult. You can refer to it in episode twenty-four, which uh, seems to be a fan favorite. With and Jordan's you, you brother, should, actually. yeah, you should go listen to that episode. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ecclesiarchy, officially the Adeptus Ministorum, is the official state church of the official imperium, and it maintains and, and it officially spreads, maintains <laughs> and spreads the imperial cult throughout the imperium. The imperial cult is the cult based on the worship of the emperor of mankind as master, defender, and father of mankind, developed by mankind to following in his internment of the golden throne. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we know the emperor is just like this whole religion now. Like people worship <laughs> Sometimes him. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah, sometimes that just happens. You don't mean but to do it. If you want to learn more about like the religious aspects and like how people worship him, yeah, definitely go check out episode 24 where you can hear more about kind of that and how that organization started and how people started worshiping and yeah it was a whole process from yeah. being outlawed to then just being accepted to the church abusing its power classic yeah. <laughs> but that's not really a story of the emperor no. that's just a story about him so that's about people, people. not understanding the emperor's wishes yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a sad tragic tale <laughs> cool um that's all we had for notes we're gonna go into like our tales of the the warp section there's some crazy things about the Emperor going forward. Some weird theories. Yeah, weird theories about what will happen in the future. So we're just going to share a couple of those with you. Um, the first one is called the Star Child. A controversial belief amongst Imperial scholars, the Star Child theory has two aspects. The first is that the Emperor's soul is currently forming as a new entity, the Star Child, in the warp, and that he will be reborn. And the second is that the Emperor had children. Oh, the second... Theory. Theory. Point of this theory yeah. is that the Emperor had children. It is believed that the Emperor was able to plant the seeds <clears> of his <throat> reincarnation in a potential new soul awaiting birth, the Star Child. However, it is also believed that this new soul cannot be born while the Emperor is still tied to the Golden Throne, no matter how tenuously. So those few cells are actually trapping him... From re- truly rebirth. Yeah, from yeah. a rebirth into this Star Child. Yeah. Is this uh, Star Child like expected to be... Far more powerful and even ascend what uh, the emperor was uh, able to do. Even if he's the same, yeah. I'd like, say he's just the emperor the only got screwed up by Horus, but there's no <clears throat> Horus anymore. So if the emperor came back in full power, that so this is more just like an insurance policy in case he dies or something. If it's true, yeah. yeah. If it's if it were true, 
Along with this, the emperor is said to have children. Although a man of unparalleled godlike powers, the emperor was still a man, a horny man. <laughs> a farming <laughs> man. A farming <laughs> man. And throughout the many millennia of his life on Terra, he fathered many children. A few of their descendants had inherited some of the emperor's power, including agelessness, and uh, survive into the age of the Imperium. Uh, his children are known as Sensai. The ultimate goal of the Sensai is to attain apotheosis with the Star Child. Yeah, so um, oh, I guess, never mind, you're going to go into it. I was going to. Yeah, so I'll like, talk about the, the Sensai Emperor or. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, so like the Star Child is basically, yeah, the Emperor, if he dies, he's going to be reborn. Like his soul is already forming in the warp. It just needs that last string to be severed. I think that's what, if you were to ask people, that's a pretty common consensus among them is yeah. that, like, well, he's, fo- he's in the warp. He's pretty much only existing there as it is. And. He's already reincarnated once before. His soul is so powerful that no chaos god could actually devour and destroy it. Yeah. You know? So it makes complete sense that as soon as he's free, tied, or cut free from his earthly bond, he's now able to enter into some new body, new host. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you throw in some children. It's just kind of like, yeah, they join with the emperor either. Who knows how that looks? They just merge. Yeah, their their it, power just gets absorbed into yeah, that body. It could be yeah, another suicide pact or whatever, but that is another thing. He might just... just outright kill them with his mind. <laughs> I know? didn't want to say that, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sensi Emperor. A hidden group that call themselves the Illuminati have learned from the Eldar's Black Library many truths of chaos, as well as about the Sensi and the fall of the, of, of the Eldar. They realize the Emperor cannot survive in his current state forever, and eventually he will fail. And without the Emperor, mankind will fall to chaos like the Eldar. Such an event would create a fifth god of chaos and create another Eye of Terror, one which would span the entire Imperium. This is a cool thought. So, like, I was thinking, like, what the fifth god would be, and it would just be, like, hopelessness or fear. Despair. Despair. And it's just, like... like, black emptiness. Yeah. Black hole chaos god. Yeah, exactly. And it just, like, literally sucked up some of the galaxy, and there's just nothing there now. Just, like, you go there, and you're like... Emptiness. Yeah. Have you seen uh, The NeverEnding Story? Uh, Not for a long time. Yeah. The Swamp with the Horse. Yeah, yeah. The Swamp with Sorrow. Oh, I barely remember it. Artax. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Treyu. Yeah, Yeah, Treyu, yeah. That's all I remember. Just that infinite engulfing nothingness. Uh, They ultimately plan to sacrifice the Sensi to the Emperor. The Sensi being his children. Yeah. Um, In the same way that so many psychers have been consumed by the Emperor. The Emperor will be renewed, reborn as the Sensei Emperor to again lead his race in person. I, yeah, so this cult is going around kidnapping what they believe are the children <laughs> of the emperor. Yep. And then they're going to bum rush the room in Terra. <laughs> yep. They're going to get past all those custodies and Sisters of Silence. And then they're going to kill all of the emperor's children who are inevitably more powerful than them. Yep. <laughs> so it's a good plan. It's a I, great I feel plan. like this is a ramblings of a homeless guy on terror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, you don't get it. We got to kill the emperor. <laughs> that dude over there is a sensei. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard this story in real life. From, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, this one's pretty similar to the other plan, the star child, you know, you, a little different, but pretty yeah. similar. It, it's the idea of reincarnation, and yeah. you need a catalyst for the reincarnation. Yeah. So, yeah, like I think that's kind of all of it. Like it's all like reincarnation is at the core of all these theories, including this next one. Well, I think it's a, I think that's a good route. Yeah, like Just, that's how he was born. Exactly. Yeah. I, if you believe that theory, which I think is like the most well believed one. Yeah. So, 
Uh, the next theory is called the God, in- God Incarnate. Those who advocate the God Incarnate believe that the Emperor is a god, and like the other gods, he exists within the warp. They believe that just as a man, such as the Emperor, could become a god, it stands to reason that a god could become a man. That makes sense. That's that tracks cool. logically. It's yeah, <laughs> a cool thing. The, ma- the myths and legends surrounding the God Inc- Incarnate tell of the coming of the divine avatars amid a time of great upheaval and war. These avatars would be special individuals who would become a host for the Emperor's consciousness in the warp. Yeah, so like <clears throat> the f- his first host was uh, Neroth or whatever? Neoth, yeah. Neoth, you know, and then, you know, as the world gets crazier, there might be other avatars that he just is able to literally possess and become. But he is a warp god. But nothing will change theory. until the Fire Nation attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... So they do they believe that he is trapped by this? He cannot leave his current host of the emperor. Yeah, it all it always comes back to he's trapped on the golden throne. I feel he's like tied this is there. all like warp plots to get the emperor killed. <laughs> Why does it always all, end with the emperor having to die? Hey, They're always yeah. Zinchian plans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you don't get it. We emperor. have to ki- to save him. We have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love him so much. I'm going to kill him <laughs> to save him. Yeah. But it's a, it's a perfect catch twenty two, right? Because you're always stuck in this limbo. Like you're the bad guy if you're trying to kill the emperor, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's, yeah, it's perfect forty k. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, there's lots of like inquisitors uh, that they have like whole branches dedicated to trying to kill them. And, yeah, like that's perfect infighting material. Where yeah. yeah, like oh no, our our mission, we're the good guys. But our mission <laughs> is to kill the emperor. Yeah. And here's your brother inquisitorial branch, whose only job is to stop you, you from, from killing, killing the, the emperor. emperor. Yeah. And then there's this branch. We don't know what they do. They just kill everything. They just, <laughs> we don't know why. We're trying to figure out. And every time we ask, I start eating an ice cream cone, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are kind of the main theories about how the emperor would come back. Um, do you, yeah, do you guys have any crazy theories about how the emperor would come back? Or what, what do you like out of the three? Which one do you prefer? I think that it makes complete sense they all deal with his death. Yep. He is a perpetual, and if he hasn't recovered by this point, and if he's only continuing to fail, obviously... You have to do the thing you haven't tried yet. Yeah. Kill the emperor. He's just obviously (laughs) not going to come back on his own. And if the only, like... I think the Sensei children are interesting, but... I don't know. It doesn't seem... Like, they, they have played such a non-existent part in the story for so long. Like, if I was him and I was actually capable of fathering supermen, I would have been doing that <laughs> a long time. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be ageless and they're going to, like, be immortal just like me and have a portion of my power and they'll be my actual children. Yes. Primarchs. Yeah, instead of Primarchs. Screwed everything up. Yeah, why would I not just, like, actually do that? But it, it sounds to me like... Either they aren't as powerful as we've been led to believe, or his powers don't transfer over consistently, or maybe he actually never had any children at all, and maybe, like, I don't know, I could just as easily see a pregnant woman walking by him and his power just <laughs> affecting the oh, child okay. in the womb that is still sure. developing. Maybe the woman was not pregnant and walked past him and became pregnant <laughs> just by being in his presence. Maybe. Yeah, so, I get accused of that a lot. <laughs> uh, Some say I have many children with many women in many cities. <laughs> so I, I'm not convinced even that like the Sensi children are real and exist in any tangible way. Um, yeah, I like the idea that he has to die to live. It's a, it's like another, just like 
sacrifice story. You yeah. Know, will you risk it? How yeah. long will the Imperium be in darkness yeah. while he is like reviving himself? Or is he not going to revive himself at all? And we just killed the Emperor. Yeah. Right. Look, Could look. Be. The Emperor wouldn't ask you to go die in the guard if he wasn't willing to die himself. You know, he's not asking you to do anything. He's <laughs> he, not willing exactly. to do himself. Yeah, yeah. That's a good leader. That's a great leader. The best leader. A leader I would kill. <laughs> Four. Four. No, and no, kill the leader so he can resurrect himself. <laughs> and resurrect you? No, no. That's not part of the plan. <laughs> that was never part of the plan. Yeah. Um, I, I would posit two things that maybe we haven't jumped into. One, has the Emperor just always been dead this whole time? And a lot of this is the result of just mass belief and mass delusion. Yeah, and you're feeding souls to the throne or yeah, whatever. You're charging the, the golden throne yeah. yourself with your own actions, and you've just added the spiritual element to everything, right? Like, the person who sees things he can't explain, so he attributes yeah. a spiritual... There's, there's too, many, too many times, though, that people are literally talking to him. Yeah, this sounds a lot like your machine yeah, I know, spirit but a lot of people talk to things that they, th- they say they're talking to. <laughs> this sounds a lot like your machine spirit speculation, where you're like, is it people thinking it's the machine spirit doing something, or is there an actual spirit? Yeah. But I, I think the Emperor, like, so all the, these astropaths that are going in that room, and they're getting their eyes burned out. Like, it's just a side effect of being near such a powerful device, or something in the room is causing that, or... I'm, I'm, playing, I'm trying well, to play hardly... every angle. Here, look at this, though. Does this guy right it here... It would be quite the twist, though, if that was a... Yeah, like, he's been dead all well, along. <clears throat> or, he or he never... <laughs> Does he? Huh? Or he never really even existed. He's just, like, almost What like if a the myth. entire <laughs> emperor is a unifying myth to keep yeah. the Imperium together? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, pe- there's someone alive who has seen him. Lots Have of people. <laughs> like, he soul-bound psychers every day. <clears throat> like, yeah. lots of people see him. They see something. We don't know what that <laughs> is. So what, what's your, gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> what's your explanation for that something? No, no, no. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not going as far as, I'm not going as far as Jordan here, but I'm, I, I'm thinking. I, this isn't even my personal theory. I just like to throw every option on the table. Mm-hmm. One, that he's been dead all along. And well, a let's lot take of it off is... the table and we'll put it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> they, we do know that his body is alive by those cells that yeah. are left over. <laughs> so a one couple, hair one hair yeah he's alive <laughs> yeah but it, but that could just be like a mummification thing no it's definitely alive i tasted it <laughs> <laughs> tastes like salty skin um have you ever licked a mummy you know they used to eat mummies okay anyways on. <laughs> moving on uh yeah okay. moving on no no hold on hold on oh the other <laughs> he had another one the other oh, one okay is the whole god of order thing where we the just have to, god of chaos. We just got to keep moving with this. We just got to kill more. We just got to believe harder. Kind of like the Incarn. Like a, he, he's yeah. consolidating right now. And the more you do, the more powerful. Yeah, and then he will, he will become a true god and yeah. then come and save us all, sure. or at least be a better tyrant as a god. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Again, yeah. I'm not supporting these. I'm just throwing what's kind of floating in the ether of like fan. How, how is and... that? How how is that different from his just his reincarnation? Like, he'd be like a full-on chaos god. The Emperor is, is as powerful, equal to Korn, if not stronger than all four chaos gods, and they'll all have to... Might even uh, get the ability to create his own demons. Yeah, like, some oh, people say, like, the... I see. Or the a warp entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the uh, the Legion of the Damned are his Damned. demons. And, yeah. yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's I'm, a whole story. I'm not saying it's true, I'm just saying. Just saying things. I'm just, I'm just talking. The well, idea... Well, we've been doing for the last hour now. <laughs> It's I haven't it's not the first time I've heard that the idea yeah. that he is like turning into a warp entity I dislike it I prefer him still having his roots in humanity and the idea that like he can just uh, leave humanity 
I don't know. It... He's ascending. The same way he wants to elevate humanity, he's ascending himself to the next plane. I'm... Again, I'm not I'm not sold on this. I'm just playing Emperor's Advocate. <laughs> yep. I wonder, like, would that... Would him being a Chaos God be better for humanity than him it doesn't being matter. a human? Well, no, because that's his well, goal. Yeah, his yeah. Goal yeah. I, then always... he's literally a god, and he'll just be like, here's everything I ever wanted to do for you. Have it. Here's my literal angels for you. <laughs> yes. Like, warp I will, angels. Yeah, and... protect you from everything, and yeah. he'll watch over you like a god. Like, everything like everything the Ecclesiarchy is saying is true now. Like, he's yeah. protecting you. He is... Corn opens a warp puddle on your planet. The Emperor opens up one right next to it. <laughs> just like, fucking <laughs> clashing right there. The yeah. planet's safe now. It's and then, like, like your fuck, soul... We don't know what happened there, but... <laughs> and it also gives hope for your soul, because as we know, when you die, your soul gets screaming into the warp where it gets... Devoured, by demons. Yeah. Whereas, like, now you have somewhere safe, your soul can abide. Yeah. There's can, a heaven now. We've created it. Yeah, the Emperor will protect you in his realm. Yeah. Or you might even become a part of the Emperor. Yeah, you now. might become an angel or become <laughs> unified with the universe as the Emperor or whatever yeah. other bullshit you want to throw in the mix. Yeah. I'm creating okay, a religion I could, here. <laughs> I could see how, like, he could even consider that as an ulterior, um, like, endpoint. Like, how better for me to exist everywhere at once than yeah. just as a single man. Yeah, and you, have I won you over to the church? He yet, could, Eric? he could choose. <laughs> he could choose like the ruler of his imperium by divine intervention, or just be the god that rules directly. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever however you want to cut the cake. He's a god now. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. I'm not. It's too noble of fate for 40k for sure. sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unless now something changed, unless yeah, something order. changed in him. And now you could also argue being a god of order isn't as nice as it sounds. Like he is such a god of order, and that, the Imperium like, is not an orderly yeah, like, place, right? Like he's gonna, he's gonna, yeah, exactly. There's no freedom, and yeah. you're, you know, he turns you into zombies, legions of slaves, essentially. Like, yeah, any any slight infraction is death. Like nothing can be out of order, right? Yeah, like, perfectionism, That'd be a cool side cult for him. Yeah, like uh, yeah, just like a, a cultist war band or whatever. Yeah, that like worship him like that. Yeah, like a god of but order. Like order, like true order has to be in place. In its place, yeah. yeah. In a place for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not, yeah. My my personal favorite is any of those catch twenty twos where forty k gets you and like, oh, will we? Won't we? Can we? Can we? Can yeah. we? That's perfect forty k where it's just balanced but always intention. Right. Just like me. Hmm. At any minute, I could snap. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like that. You got you got a family, Christian. Dude. You have children. <laughs> yeah, but any minute, I could snap. <laughs> uh, um, do you guys have anything else? I, or I got my next point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Emperor is like this weird guy. And when you really read a lot of his stories, none of it makes sense. Like... You can never – he has this foresight ability, yet he always makes stupid mistakes, and you wonder, what are you doing? How are you so bad at this? How did you make half of your sons hate you? You know, how did you do all that? So I like to think uh, this is the plan. This is the theory that's called. It's uh, This was my plan all along, laps, laughs in corpse voice. <laughs> um, the, the emperor always wanted this. He's seen the future. He always wanted to be a god. The only way to become a god is – that you know you have half the people turn against you and then he plans all this whole fucking you thing. become and the crux of yeah. like what an entire this, galaxy believes is the most important exactly moment in like history. he set that up you know yeah this was all for him yeah he exactly. claimed it was for humanity but it was about well him. well no i still think that it was still 
for humanity, but he saw this was the only way to actually keep humanity around was to sacrifice himself in this way. Plus, like, I always make that joke about him banging the farmer's wife. He can leave his body anytime he wants. Like, he's not trapped in his physical form. I'm less convinced now that he's not trapped. Yeah. Like, he, it's so important for him to, like, hold on to those last yeah. little bit of life. Yeah. But for the first 1,000, 2,000, 3,000? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Four? Um, yeah. So you think he's just waiting to finally die? To no, I don't. Th- no, I don't. Th- I think this is it. This oh, is this, this was his plan, and for the the rest of living ever. Living in perpetual agony and maybe, torment. No, and it's like a whole Jesus thing, right? Like, I have to do this thing. It's the only way to save humanity is for me to throw myself on this barbed wire and suffer so that humanity – this is the only way humanity survives. It's not nice. It's not great, but yeah. it survives. And the fact that he would think this is the best outcome for humanity – Maybe it's that's the only one where fucked. they survive. Though. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's 40K again, yeah, yeah. right? Like, sure. If yeah. This, if, this is the best we can get. Exactly, yeah. We that's are living horrible. In- <laughs> yeah. I like to think that, that it was his plan. So all the stupid times he's like, ha-ha, Angron, I'm not going to save all your battle brothers – there was a reason for that. Sure. It's, it's not because he doesn't understand basic yeah. when he's human being hypo- When he's yeah. being hypocritical towards the Thousand Sons and he doesn't care about the Rune Priest. Exactly. He's like, I'm he's doing like, this very know. pointedly. I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, the only way for humanity to he's carry on. He's just accelerating on. things to get to the point where he's yeah. where they are at. You know? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it's he has been deteriorating for 10,000 years. So if that was his ca- the case, yeah. he, he inevitably, like, Time has caught up with him, and he's about to expire. It takes yeah. four times more psychers now than it used to. Yeah, the parts of the Golden Throne, but again, are failing. Like when you're desperate for survival, you'll do anything, and it, you're in the moment. Like I'll, I'm going to cut off my arm to survive. Well, now you might bleed to death. You might bleed to death, and time might catch up to you, but you also might not. Right? Sure. Like if that's your well, only yes. way you're getting out of the situation, you're weighing all the possibilities. I think this that, is it. Like you're We're saying that hindsight it. is 2020, but you don't need hindsight when you can see into hindsight the hindsight is 40k, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need hindsight when you can see into the future. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, hindsight was 2020. If only I known it was going to be so hot out, I wouldn't have taken my ice cream outside." Well, you can see into the future and well, what understand that it's going to be really hot outside. outside is the only way to to get things done, then you I have guess. to take it outside even if it melts. Yeah. I, I don't know. It like if he was unable to see even this far because it sounds to me like humanity is failing and it's just inevitable it's failure at this point yeah like so we do know that during the horse heresy the emperor's vision was clouded so maybe like up until then he's playing every piece perfectly angron perfect play but then yeah there's that small little brief window where Maybe he was supposed to do X with Magnus, but he he didn't. He was not able to convince Magnus to get on the throne. And that was the one piece of his puzzle that, that the so, chaos gods clouded just So maybe slightly. the future he's in right now is not the one he originally intended. Because yeah. he, has, like it was, he has been manipulated. Yeah, like it was so close. Like so I don't close. mind that at yeah, all. Yeah, like all it would have taken was just... Um, you know, Magnus on the throne, and then we're back in business. You know, yeah. Um, I don't mind I the idea. The God that, and... I don't mind the idea that the Chaos Gods got that final little play in mm-hmm. that completely yeah. wiped out his his whole plan. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, they clouded his vision, and now all of a sudden he's on the flagship fighting horse getting he's fucked like, up. Yeah, he's like, this was not this was not <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> you know, I like that actually. But, yeah, just yeah, everything's and then that everything put... except for one one moment he was perfect at. Yeah, laughs in corpse voice. <laughs> so. Well, now cries in corpse. <laughs> cries. <laughs> yeah. I was not meant to be no. tortured for ten thousand years. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, you didn't even put a cushion on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> my ass is so sore. I have such a, an itch on my nose. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my theory. Like, that's the only way I can rationalize why he's such a a controversial. Yeah. yeah, every decision. It's like, well, that goes exactly against what you just did yeah. in your last book. Like, yeah, that's how I justify it. But we all gotta have that head cannon. We all sense. gotta try to. That's actually what I was gonna say earlier on when we were gonna like measure dicks. So I was like, maybe <laughs> the emperor isn't that bad, and he's like, he is doing what he's intending to do all along. And for the good of humanity. So, like, it's more of a noble yeah. thing. I, I was also going to mention that, like, there are times I would argue that he might be so detached from humanity because of all the other things that preoccupy his mind. Like you were saying, he doesn't have time to care about your personal problems. He's got bigger things to deal with. Um, like, one character that comes to mind in Watchmen is uh, Dr. Manhattan, right? He's just so... He's such... A, he exists on such another level of plane. Like, he... In... in Watchmen, he comes off as like very like cold and calculating and like people struggle to have a personal relationship with him obviously because he sees everything in like on atomic levels and like time and space moving forward and right just so like infinitely beyond your perception that like the emperor could be operating in that same headspace that we just don't get it you don't understand yeah, like it's very similar to the stuff. necron actually how they perceive time as like nothing yeah. like time Time focuses almost everything that we do. Every, like, sense of urgency that we have, every desire we have to, like, All our copulate. survival. Yeah, like, to be, um, like, explosive in effort and violent is all because, like, our lives are short. And we have to, like, do as much as possible with our energy in a short amount of time as possible. Yeah, but when you have someone... Out, yeah. Exactly. When you have someone who can... <laughs> be beyond that see beyond it yes they divorce themselves from every fear that we might have like how could you actually think that you could empathize with that person you yeah. can't like it's actually impossible right like, so now you're talking about the emperor right like, yes exactly like to i I'm, I'm under no illusions that he is human anymore he has transcended that i mean probably yeah, like the, when he was born he transcended it absolutely like, yeah it was already a bunch of old yeah. dudes and a baby. So, <laughs> so when I say he's like manipulative and, <laughs> and when so when I say he's like manipulative and narcissistic and like bat whatever the words yeah. that I use, those are human words yeah. describing From your perspective, describing your human limited his behaviors. Yeah. But to him, yeah. like he's doing things on another level. Like exactly, you can't comprehend. I can't play yeah. that game that he's playing because I can't even begin to understand the rules. Of yeah. him. Yeah, like, know? for all we know, his throne plan is a 15,000-year plan, and where, like, We're he held humanity together, yeah. and then he yeah. gets up all of a sudden. Now he's really sealed himself as God. Yeah, absolutely. 15,000 years. His, his game is incomprehensible exactly. for us. Now I'm going to flip that table and say, what if the Emperor's not as powerful as we all think <gasps> he is? He's just a very powerful human. And well, he suffers from very human flaws like pride. Pride I'll being show his... you the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But pride is his biggest flaw. And, like, this goes back to the whole thing I was saying about tragedy. Like, the Emperor's story is a tragedy. He tried. He thought better of humanity. Yeah. Humanity screwed him up just yeah. as badly as he got screwed. And uh, that was his mistake. And he's not perfect. And that's why he comes off as a dick sometimes. Like, he's he's trying to calculate and fix things that have been screwed up yeah. and he's working in a broken system as a broken person. Yeah. Just as much himself. And like, because he's not perfect. Like 
what chance does the rest of humanity have, right? Yeah, and we know he's not perfect. He murdered somebody right off the well, bat. Well, again, and... that's not... That could be justice, though. That could be... That could also just be a story. Sure. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. But my... Yeah, my point is, is, like, his greatest flaw is that he was proud. He thought he could elevate humanity to something humanity could never really be. And that's the true truth. If that's the case... (laughs) If that's the case, then almost everything that is horrible and terrible that has happened can be laid at his feet. Maybe. about right. And that that seems like the the tragedy. But at the same time, like, how often do tyrants save for your own good, right? Yeah, man. And he genuinely tried. He he believed in something that wasn't ever going to happen. And he did a lot of bad things to get there, and it turns out blew up in his face, as it often does yep. in reality. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. I don't think it's the worst thing I've heard, but the idea that he's nothing more than a common man just with powers. No, well, yeah. Like, Malkador, like, viewed him and was like, oh my god. He's better than everyone else, Malkador, but he's still not good enough. I think he's Mal- still too human. That's my point. Yeah. And, like, again, his whole drive is to elevate humanity. And, again... You know, the new man, like, trying to bring forth that thing that will never be. His, his Utopia flaw, doesn't happen. Exactly, right? As it doesn't matter if you have godlike powers. You still can't fix people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're still going to screw you up. But I don't think that was plans. ever his intention to fix people. I think his intention was, was to create a galaxy that was safe enough for humanity to live in. He wanted to ensure humanity's survival, not I'm going to bring you to the edge of evolution well, and like, make you perfect. According to, like, earlier on where he was like, yeah, temperate, like, elevate humanity's psychic potential. Everyone will become a psyker. Everyone, if that is indeed his drive, is what I'm saying. Like, And again, this goes back to, like, we really don't know. Yeah. Right? But if it is his goal to to accelerate evolution of humankind, well, I think it was a doomed project from the beginning. If that was his goal, then there's almost nothing that he did in his life that shows me it was his goal. But it does, like, if his goal is stated to protect humanity, well, yeah, the Great well, Crusade, the, the... Protecting humanity is part of it. That's the starting point. That's the baseline. And then I once... think you're extrapolating way too far, because you haven't seen anything that... I'm going off what was written. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because... I wrote that. <laughs> well, let's fight with Mark, because I'm, I'm going anything. off of the text here. <laughs> based, on what, based on what you're using as evidence, I could also say his ultimate goal is to destroy humanity. Because it's going to be so much easier for him to kill humanity if he gets rid of everything first and then now it's only humanity everywhere and no and now they can thrive and now they can now they have the perfect fertile field to like evolve their psychic powers without threat or whatever else right so again that, that I'm, has I'm, to do with their safety again though yeah that's the first step i just said hmm. i don't know he has constantly said that he's like creating a place where humanity will be safe he has said that but i have yet to see him say i'm doing this so to advance mankind to advance everything, a, science, reason. But that's a, it's a metaphor. You're you're using that metaphor. Literally stamping out every religion is a metaphor. <laughs> really what I meant no, was. No, but that's true. <laughs> I destroyed every religion on the earth because I truly meant something different. I'm just, I'm throwing things out there. Um, like I said, I like things that are intention and in balance and like, will they, won't they? Yeah. You know, is he a tragic, like 40K is full of tragedy, tragedy in the true Greek sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, the big thing about tragedies is pride. Ancient heroes also always suffer from pride. They're gods. They're, usually they're gods and or um, demigods, and they always get brought down. One, by the, their own mistakes, something that they did. Hubris. Two, hubris. Yeah. Often the, the mistake comes from hubris, which is the lesson. The lesson is the emperor is proud. That is his fatal flaw. He brought himself down. I can I could buy into that. Like, yeah, you just... It's classic Greece. Man. Sure, sure. 
Toga, Toga. <laughs> I think his power is beyond what you are willing to give him. Yeah, but he also got kicked around by Chaos God. Like, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. Unless we had, like, a chart that measures or someone distinctively says the Emperor is stronger than the Chaos Gods. Because if the Chaos Gods are stronger than him, what chances does he have? Right? Well... I think that in the warp, they are stronger than him. But I think in right. material so, reality, he is stronger than they are. Sure, and that could be that same tension and balance. And, like, when he's playing in their territory, they can still screw him up. They can still mess up his plans, even the most perfect Yeah, plans. but that's not his pride. That's him understanding that in the materium, I am stronger well, than they are. Well, maybe his pride led him to the point where he ends up on a golden throne. Yeah. Everything that led up to this moment is his pride. Anyways, I'm... I'm Going in circles now. The truth is usually somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Take all those theories we just throw out there and yeah. synthesize all of them. Exactly. Then email us that theory. <laughs> a real banger of a so theory. I, yeah, so I could like... Do a flow chart, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had. Oof. That's I'm a lot. Pooped. Yeah. What a crazy guy that is, you know, that old emperor fellow. <laughs> Does he have a name? Or is it just the Emperor? They said it was Ma- like Neuroth. So that was uh, yeah. an identity yeah. he assumed. Yeah. But Malkador convinced him to take the name of Emperor and forsake every other title that he may be called. When <laughs> but he did he have it. like a birth name? He must have. Yeah. You know? And also in 40k, know. there's always a risk with having a true name. Hmm. It's, oh, a we- yeah, it's a weakness. Yeah. Isn't that more of a demonic thing? Like, I, I know demons it, have true it can names. Affect, I think, well, being like, yeah, like the, the Primarchs had true names, even. Well, yeah. when they became demons. No, I don't I think Like, Rogel Dorn doesn't have a true name. I, I think he does. I think they all do because they're made with, imbued with the essence of the warp. That's, that's a, a that's story a for another time. Yeah, <laughs> for another time. Where so, the Emperor. Hear? Okay, whatever. Would you, would you serve him or not? Let's go around the table. <laughs> Yes what do you no? mean, would you? The answer is yes. Okay, that's a solid resounding yes for Mary. I'm looking. Oh, Who's absolutely. Yeah, and okay. it's not the bolter pointed at the back of my head that's making <laughs> no, me say this. You're, no, you're a devout follower. Uh, Jordan, where's your faith at these days? <laughs> I'm a heretic. I, okay, me too. I feel like I can confidently come out as a heretic too. <laughs> oh, wait, you weren't believing this whole time? I'm not believing either. <laughs> wait, now I'm the odd man out? Well, I don't, I don't want to be in a room full of heretics. <laughs> I'm a heretic. I only worship corn. Good bad. Um, yeah, that's the Emperor episode. That was a real fucking fury. <laughs> I can't wait for the Siege of Terry book to come out and we finally know what happened. I'm excited but... to for them to spell out what happens on the Vengeful Spirit. Because yeah. I just know I'm going to have such a rage erection that day. <laughs> what the fuck are they writing now? You will never be as it hard will, as I will you are that never day. be that hard. <laughs> 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 okay, let's go to our Patreon. Hey, if you're still listening and you've listened this long, you've got if you've laughed even once, just one <laughs> small, even a chuckle, uh, go support us on Patreon. It really helps us uh, continue to do the show, and it's just a nice getting a little check every now and again for the hard work we do. Um, this week we actually did not have any Patreon people. Well, we, we recorded back to back episodes. Yeah, we recorded unfortunately. just yesterday, so there hasn't been any time. But um, <laughs> hey, you know you could be the first one on the next episode of Lorehammer <laughs> to be read off. Wow, what a wow! <laughs> <laughs> what a gift for you! What a gift! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cool! That uh, was awesome. Well, that was episode ninety nine. Wow, yeah. our next episode is episode one hundred. Yeah, do we want to say real quick uh, about the big guest spot? 
<laughs> well, we've we said long ago. Um, yeah. We did an interview. Mark and I did an interview with Graham McNeil a lot. Like, geez, probably over December. yeah, over so, a month ago at this yeah. point. And we've been waiting for our hundredth episode to release it, and we're really excited to share it with you guys. So yeah. make sure you come back yeah. for our one hundredth. We were messaging him like, yeah, I just need 30 minutes of your time. No big deal. We talked to him for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then some after the interview. It was, it was awesome. It was really good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you guys should be just as excited to hear it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess thank you, Jordan, for coming on the show. No problem. Always Thanks a for pleasure having to have you. Yeah. And, and thank you, Christian. <laughs> no, well, I don't think we. At least it was only his that. last time. So. Yeah, thank God that was the last time for this son of a bitch. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> and uh, I guess thanks to you guys, the listeners, for joining us on this multiple hour long journey. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace.